Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Many of us, of course, now suffer with COVID fatigue, which I'm sure is a syndrome at this stage. The newspapers are dominated very much by it, particularly the front of the Irish Times that says that COVID deaths around the world now have just passed the one million mark. And I think that figure comes with the caveat because it's probably a lot higher than that. I don't know how accurate they are with reporting deaths from countries all over the world, but they're staying now, saying statistically now it's just uh, past one million. The United States has a fifth of those. In fact, the front of the Times this morning's break down the countries with the highest deaths. We've had 1,802. Level 3 is looming for Cork, according to the front of the Echo. Uh, the clock is ticking on it now, and GPs are warning that uh, the region will face Level 3 by the end of the week, uh, and that this will be a scenario that has to happen unless we want our hospitals to be overwhelmed. So it's a front page of making the, the Echo today. Level 3 looms for Cork. We've had the second highest amount of COVID cases is reported in the recent past in the country now. We're second highest in numbers after Dublin over the past fortnight or so. Um, and while all that's happening, of course, you heard in the news at 9 o'clock there with Lana O'Connor with regards to Freshers' Week and partying on Side for the first week back in college. Much of the events now will be happening online. So there'll be, there'll be you know, online DJ sets. And the problem with that is that people are worried that house parties will gather where people will all come together in enclosed settings uh, to be part of the party. Uh, and who enjoy the DJ sets online that they can all party and boost together. So it's a story that makes the examiner this morning. Student events are in line with guidance on the basis that they've moved online. Uh, rolling lockdowns is going to be the way of life for six to nine months and maybe even longer. Much of it hangs on the, uh, you know, the uh, waiting game for a vaccine or the number of vaccines that might be licensed around the world. So rolling lockdowns in and out, different stages, that kind of thing. That's a front page on the Independent today. And they're talking, of course, in the mail, obviously, about the impending threat to pubs, restaurants, hotels, cafes, um, you know, the hospitality sector on the front page of the mail. And it's kind of scary when you see the national newspapers uh, that aren't necessarily related to Cork, like, say, maybe the Echo very much and the Examiner to perhaps a lesser extent. But when you see Cork be mentioned on the front page of newspapers, like the mail, 70 cases in Cork traced to restaurants and bars. But it'd be good, like, to get a comparison with other counties. Like, if they're saying... X amount of cases in Cork are traced to restaurants and bars. Well, what's the equivalent number for, say, Dublin, you know, or, or Limerick uh, or Donegal and the other ones? Well, all that's happening, and I was warning about this yesterday, that there will be a tsunami of debt across the winter now. And none of it being helped, of course, with the reduction in the pop payment. But bank robbers is a front page in the mirror today because the banks, who are businesses at the end of the day, the top five lenders have now told the government... Don't really care what you think. We're not extending payment freezes uh, for families beyond tomorrow with regards to uh, mortgages. So uh, an eviction tsunami is the fear, according to the Mirror today, and repossessions of tens of thousands of houses because people won't be able to pay their mortgages. Uh, I also noticed that uh, you're also going to find, you know, they heard about um, property price increases. Uh, That's another one of these hidden uh, tax increases that you need to be aware of. And also, this morning, the sun is saying that there's going to be an electricity hike. Householders will see their energy bills rise by 54 euro, uh, at least, depending on how much you use over the over the winter time or how cold you get. Uh, so you're going to find, you know, probably gas will maybe follow as well. 
Who knows what other kind of increases they're going to be. Uh, and also, not just increases, but decreases, but bad ones. The Examiner this morning are reporting that uh, the Cork to Dublin expressway that Bus Aaron has run for many years uh, is being axed. They're axing a number of routes. I suppose they just don't have passengers on the buses. Uh, so the unions are freaking out about this now. But Bus Aaron said it's going to axe a number of routes, including Cork to Dublin, uh, the Bus Aaron Expressway. That's kind of sad. Taxi drivers were out yesterday protesting that nobody's taken their plight seriously. May well come back to that story uh, later this morning. But I know it's uh, a topic that Mick Mulcahy dealt with on the air last week. And it's a story from this morning's uh, Echo. There are some lighter stories and they're important. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. Like, you got the first presidential debate tonight between Trump and Biden. It'll be at two o'clock in the morning if you want to stay up for it. So we, we, uh, we hear the story which Trump denies that he paid no tax in 10 years. Well, he paid $750 in the first two years of his presidency. He says that's fake news. What we do know is that he spent $70,000 on his hair uh, while doing The Apprentice. He just has a serious love affair with his hair. 70 grand on his hair while doing The Apprentice. God knows. I mean, what would you be putting into your hair that would cost 70 grand? Uh, as well as that, um, we also, I mean, uh, we take this with a, a grain of salt. It's a food-related story in the mirror saying that vegan food not, might not be animal-free. And I was thinking, oh, mother of God, don't tell me they're putting animal products into vegan food. They, they aren't. It's, it's a worry and a warning about cross-contamination. You need to be aware of that. Um, and then uh, if you love your dog, well and good. If you love your cat, well and good. But you need to know the favorite pet. It ain't a cat, it's a dog. And the pups have, went, have won a study, apparently, of thousands of people with nothing better to do on their time, with their time, uh, responded to um, uh, research, which has now been announced that dogs have beaten cats in a poll to find out which animal comes out tops as pets. Now, for me to say that dogs are loyal and more loving than cats, of course, would be a gross overstatement for people who are cat lovers and cat owners. But they kind of say that, don't they? I've said it. Um, if you if you're one of these people that engages in the fasting diet, um, and it's I don't know how but the jury's kind of out as to whether you should or should not eat breakfast. Many say it's the most important meal of the day. Certainly, eating late's a bad idea. But you know, if the um, I think Jennifer Aniston is one of those that made it very famous. It's the it's the sixteen eight diet or the eight hour diet, call it what you will, where you eat eat only within a particular pe- period of time and you fast for the other sixteen hours. Uh, they're now saying uh, that this is nonsense, that it actually won't help you to lose weight at all. Um, in fact, they do say, and they've written books on it, that dieting makes you fat. The perfect cup of tea. I didn't get to this yesterday. I made many of the newspapers, um, and they say that the perfect cup of tea does not involve boiled water. Well it, well, it does. You do boil the kettle, but you got to let it sit for a little while before you make the brew. So this is more of the reason to talk about experts saying never use freshly boiled water to make tea. Let it, uh, let it sit for a little while. And, and then I'd love to get the Irish version of this because God knows there is an equivalent. But this morning, the mirror gives a list of places with weird funny and unfortunate names and God knows we've got a lot of them here in Ireland, maybe here in Cork and text 0868104106 if you can give Cork equivalent or Irish equivalent to some of the following. Um, um, a village called Dull in Perthshire um, a, a place called Twat in Orkney uh, another place in one of those far off islands in Shetland called Sodom uh, a place called Tarty in... <laughs> 
in Aberdeenshire. Broken wind. Um, loose bottom in Sussex. Great snoring in Norfolk. North Piddle in Worcestershire. Pratt's bottom in Kent. I mean, there's... <laughs> There's loads of them. It just brings out the child in me. You know, the school kid. Thong in Kent. Ugly in Essex. Why? Why? In Arizona. Rough and ready in California. A place called Santa Claus in Indiana. Where do you live? Santa Claus. I love it. And another one in Michigan called Hell. I mean, why would you give a town a name like Hell? Uh, I'm sure there are Irish equivalents to that. When I lived in Canada, actually, the closest bus stop to a radio station that I worked in, way up in northern Ontario, uh, which was a town called Kirkland Lake, but the closest, bu- uh, sorry, the closest train station to it was about a 20-minute drive away to a place called Swastika. I mean, why would you have a town called Swastika? The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco. Save time and shop online. Simply log on to tesco.ie. Okay, so Irish or Cork equivalents then to crazy names like that. Text 0868104106. I'm sure I'll dig out a voucher somewhere throughout the course of the morning uh, for the best one. Okay, so get working on that. Text 0868104106. Okay, um, in spite, as I say, of, of COVID fatigue, I've been seeing very, very scary photographs over the weekend and again yesterday and I suppose much of it is associated with the start of Freshers Week outside of pubs and clubs on Leaside. Now, I don't believe it's the fault and I'm sure that most of them are doing the best they can inside their uh, premises. So I don't, I'm not blaming many of the establishment, particularly the photographs that I saw on Oliver, from outside uh, pubs and clubs on Oliver Plunkett Street last night, because they're probably allowing only the amount that they should be allowing in. But outside then, groups are gathering and queuing and waiting around and hanging around and the party starts out on the streets. So that's a big worry now for the week that's in it. But I'm just wondering um, how things have been up around the College Road Magazine Road, Connacht Avenue, all those kind of areas um, since the colleges came back. So the examiner this morning is saying students and their events are in line uh, according to the guidelines. But the downside to that is that there are parties with music and DJ sets online. It could lead to a lot more house parties um, because the UCC Students Union are surging ahead with Fresh as We, Catherine Clancy, the magazine road and surrounding areas, Residents Association have been very active over the over the summer and now indeed into the autumn and probably across the winter as well. Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are uh, you? Well, good, thanks. Like, there's so much to talk about here, like Fresh as Week, uh, colleges being back. How has it been the last 24, well, 48 suppose, hours? Neil, I suppose if I could just go back to last Friday. Last Friday, you know, the residents met with um, John O'Halloran, the acting president of UCC, and also um, head of Garda Corner in Cork, um, Barry McPoland, and also um, the city manager to see how we actually move forward when the colleges were open, you know what I mean? And yeah. to, I suppose, you know, to take uh, cognizance of the concerns that we had all summer. So we got really, I suppose, it was a long meeting, it was a tough meeting. And after that, you know, that by 8 o'clock that evening, UCC had come back and the president had come back. And as I say, we really felt he has taken our concerns on board. We the issuing of a statement to all students about house gatherings. And, you and, know, and, what, and what he said was um, that mm-hmm. th- there was a risk of expulsion if what, just talk me through what yes. he said. 
what he said, like, you know, and I suppose nobody wants to see an expulsion, you know what I mean? But what we were saying to him, like, you know, that the issue of somebody, smart young person, knowingly hosting a COVID-19 party can't be dealt with a 75 euro fine. You know, it doesn't miss the crime, they meet the crime and so far. It's that a person hosts a party, they're heading into the college next day, they're putting everybody in the college in danger, they're putting their communities in danger when they go back there. It was a long, hard meeting. At the end of it, anyway, you know, in keeping with all the colleges around the country and uh, the president came back to say that there would now be adding expulsion. We don't want to see anybody expelled. We have wonderful students that live around us, but we have students that are breaking our hearts and are ignoring every regulation around COVID-19. So we were very, we know, we took a lot of comfort from that. We also got a huge comfort from the Angarda Siakana. And uh, on Sunday night, um, we had... um, Superintendent Colm O'Sullivan in the area himself, like, you know, walking the area, you know, recognising the problems that we've gone through all summer and to protect this community. But when we heard, excuse me, Neil, um, you know, on Friday, the person missing from that meeting and who was invited to that Zoom meeting was Nisha Crowley from the Students' Union. And two, I know that on Garda Siakana and um, UCC were in talks all weekend with the Students' Union to ask them to cancel Freshers Week. They didn't succeed. And to see Freshers Week starting on Sunday night in our area, needing huge resources of Angarda and really upsetting to this community mm. and ignoring the request of UCC is really, really upsetting and has continued and it will continue until Thursday. Um, I, have a, I had a call in yesterday with uh, UCC Students' Union. Uh, they weren't available at all yesterday. They said they had meetings from 9 o'clock in the morning until 6. Um, mm. In fact, this is, this is unfortunately the first year that I haven't been able to make contact. Former yes. presidents of UCC Students' Union always always came on the air. But what, what, what are your concerns? Uh, the examiner this morning says that there will be online DJ sets that could lead to large gatherings of students. Would that be in, in rented accommodation settings, is it? Yes, yes. I mean, all the events that um, the Freshers Week have put on are to do with uh, social gatherings. You know, I think at this stage, you know, the Students' Union, they have a huge job to do and they do great work, you know, um, in highlighting issues that uh, have, you know, to do with students around the cost of rent and accommodation and all that. But I think, you know, in this instance, they've taken a stand and they've taken a stand on continuing Freshers' Week, despite um, Cork having uh, the highest rise last night of 103% in numbers of COVID-19 since last week. Ignoring best advice from Nepet, ignoring Angarda Siakana, ignoring UCC and ignoring the residents. I think the Students' Union, they are paid officials. They're very privileged young people. They need to come out of their bunker. And as my mother said, they need to turn on their listening ears. They need to turn on their listening ears. Listen to Angarda Siakana, listen to the UCC, listen to us as residents and particularly listen to the health authorities and the HSE around the spread of COVID-19. What they're doing is, you know, they're talking about a virtual Freshers' Week. There is no such thing as a virtual Freshers' Week. There is no such thing as virtual house parties. COVID-19 and the spread of COVID-19 knows nothing about virtual. And, you know, I was listening on the news last night, Neil, and last week when Dublin went into stage three, or level three of the COVID restrictions, 19,000 people signed on to the um, public unemployment payment. That's right. And primarily, all those people, the 19,000, were primarily people working in the hospitality industry. And students' union, the people who will be most affected if we go to level three, and please God, we won't, by us all pulling together. If we do, it will be their cohorts 
their fellow students who will be out of work next week. And you know, I know, and I get it as a student union. No, I was going to ask you that. Like, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. If they don't. They're told Mm -hmm. to stay at home and cop on and when they want to power up a laptop and play a few sets of music, they're getting grief even for that. No, this is organised. Like, you know, it's like We'll, next week students will be back in college and it's a very tough time for students and I said we'll close the drum here with students no problems but now next week we'll go back and there might be the odd house party but when you have an event put on because what it is it's a four day event or five days starting on Sunday night being, being hosted and it's the perception and the message that is given to young people from the students union like we as a community were left here in our own all summer and I know see like you know Galway and other places are suffering like we do but we were the first to highlight it we were on our own but since last week the college has come back and the college is hugely behind us supporting us and we will welcome uh, as I say acting president John Allen's support we welcome the Garda Shia Khan well, what, can the, what can the guards actually do I mean we were reminded again well, at the weekend that yeah. I know that the clear majority of the Irish public want Gardaí yeah. to have powers to shut down house parties but they mm-hmm. don't have powers, they have no powers Well what we saw I suppose during the summer is that they were coming to the houses and you know they were talking to the young people and in some instance where they were ignored there seemed to be no consequences we were told by uh, Superintendent Colm O'Sullivan that they now will be putting ASBOs and you know they are moving to enforcement you know f- at this week on, on issues where they won't be calling repeatedly to houses with no consequences That's if the house party can be deemed as being antisocial or um, you know yeah, and, and a nuisance or a noise or um, you know an upset um, and also I suppose a danger a danger at this stage of the spread of the COVID-19 is a real danger I mean the house parties are seen as to be you know a place where it's, it's, it's I suppose it's a, bed, it's a bedrock for the spread of infection and you know it's going to happen but it needn't happen like I mean we have to we have to and you just talking about the positive now we were listening I suppose to uh, Ronan Glynn the other night and I think I take huge heart from what he says. He says, it's not inevitable that we go to stage three. If we all, you know, do what we're supposed to do. And the message, like, you know, the message coming from UCC to their students is stay safe, mind yourselves, you know, watch out for each other. The message from the Garda Shia is stay safe, you know, and also the message from us, the community is, look, we've been through a terrible summer. We welcome the students back into our area. We're welcome that the college is open. We want them to be able to go on to campus. But, like, that won't happen unless, you know, we, we have to make sacrifices as well. And for week going ahead under the auspices of the, of the students union was not the right thing to do and I know the students union you know it's like they have to go against the status quo and that's nearly their uh, God-given thing to do like you know what I mean yeah, but yeah. like in this instance this was not the issue to make a stance on Thursday will come and go and their parties will have come and go but next week it might it might may have huge consequences of them supporting the freshest week like from 22 uh, 11 yesterday morning, Neil, in this area, if you came out, you'd be witnessing people come out from our local centre from tw- way down like the Great White Hunters with their slabs of beer. You saw this yourself now, did you? Cause I, actually, I didn't see it. It was actually um, my neighbours because we were talking last night. I actually was in work yesterday. No, it's just because somebody texted me a very yeah. lengthy text yeah. about a queue outside Sissy Young's and another queue outside. I saw a queue and I was head... I was head uh, no, but it, like they were saying yeah. there was a queue there at half ten quarter. We, yeah. we went there yesterday. There was nobody outside the no. I didn't you know. No, I was a queue at Sissy Young's um, last night, yesterday, ah, yeah. when I was passing I mean, back. What happened? So, and it was very well, well organised and it was socially distanced. I would have to say, you know, it wasn't a big queue, you know. But um, it's just, you know, it's it, people have to make changes. And, like, I just think the whole thing of putting 
Freshers Week on. It's it's giving the message. To continue. It's a party event. It's an event like you know putting a DJ online for people to tune into. I mean. But how's that going to make a huge difference? Like, you can play any kind of music you want, you know? Like, even, even if you take a DJ online out of the scenario, there's doesn't stop you from partying. No, but what it does, like, you know, we've been asked to stay at home. The students have been asked not to come onto campus. And for the, fresh, for the students' union to be putting on an events week, it's like, it's the wrong time to do it. Maybe in another couple of weeks, maybe it could have happened. you know what I mean? Like the huge resource of the Gardaí in our area for the next four nights, like, you know, it's a huge um, resource that shouldn't be, it had to be dedicated to an area. Because it, it, is it because young people and students haven't been, haven't proved themselves to be reliable in the past? Uh, well, I suppose for what we've, and I can only talk for our own community and Neil, I wish I was on sometime talking to you about something positive because yeah. we're actually exhausted from it. Yeah. And we have a great community here and like the reflection that we're putting on our community every time I go on the radio, it's sad. We want to move on from it. But like we have, I wish it wasn't the case from, from, the, from the, the last week in May, yeah. we have been battling like firefighters with house parties. And how's and, it been, you know, say, last night or the night before? And last night we had just one issue of a house party on our own road here and um, as I said that that's not no thanks to the students union it's thanks to the guard she kind of presence in the air it's thanks to UCC getting the message across to students to respect their community they were all queuing outside pubs and clubs in the city last night I'd say that I heard I heard that alright that downtown was very yeah. busy like we had noise alright but people heading back about um you know, uh, between half eleven and two o'clock in the morning. But we 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 see that like many people they're not virtual. They have to be able to you know move one place to the other. Right. You know, we're not reasonable people. But like we really, really um, feel that the uh, students' union have taken the wrong stance on this. And like you know, when when Thursday comes, will they be able to stand over? You know, if there is a rise in the number of uh, uh, COVID cases in Cork. Okay, thanks, Catherine, for taking the call Listen, this morning. Thank you. Cheers for now. Bye for now, Catherine Clancy. Uh, actually, there was um, uh, only. English yesterday, uh, was yesterday in the examiner, did manage to, and I know I've uh, an audio report from Fiona Donovan who was up in UCC yesterday, but uh, the president of UCC Students Union, Nasha Crowley, uh, what did he say? He said that um, this was uh, this was creating a level of hysteria that wasn't justified, the talk about, you know, freshers moving online. Uh, he said that I recognize that local residents had a difficult summer but everything we are organizing online is consistent with public health guidelines in relation to entertainment. I don't see why this is such an issue. And you have to say that technically he is right. Like this morning, uh, the newspapers are announcing the Cork um, Folk Festival, much of which is happening online with lots of gigs happening online. So the students defense of that probably would be folk festival is online with gigs online why shouldn't we be able to have our freshers or a couple of dj sets online as well there's not huge big clubs open and we're not going to raves anyway lines open text 0868104106 karen good morning morning how are you good thank you for holding um these these virtual dj sets do you live in the area no, I don't. Not at all. Okay. But you just kind of made my point there, Neil, and it was just a very quick point. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, what had right. you planned to say? <laughs> um, it was just that these virtual DJs have been going on for the last six months. It's no different. I don't agree with house parties going on. It's frustrating when we're all sticking to the guidelines and other people aren't. I'm not saying I agree with massive parties, but we can't make that the focal point. This has been going on for the last six months. There's been virtual DJs, there's been Zoom parties. 
so many different events have been going on online. And that was the point I was making. Why are we making such a big deal of Freshers Week being online? They're not promoting house parties. If the students do that, that's off their own back. They're not promoting that. So I just don't see. Um, yeah, but it, like it's, you just said there it, it's the optics. Of, yeah, I know. But I suppose some would say it's the optics of it, um, you know, that Freshers Week should not be happening at all, considering, yeah. you know, what we've been asked to do or indeed more to the I, point what we've been asked not to do. And I agree with that. But the virtual DJ thing, I don't agree with because that's been going on all along. You know, so I don't agree with the house party. Yes, I but that's think. that's fine if it has been. But now it now. Now it's actually being endorsed by the students' union, you see. This is different. It's being rubber stamped and told, you should do this. Yeah. As opposed, to, as opposed to it happening across the summer, students' union is saying, okay, now we're going to have uh, um, an online freshers instead with online DJ sets that ultimately will lead to, lead to large gatherings of students in close proximity of each other. Yeah. And the students union are saying that's... And I suppose it will, but... Just and they're saying that, that's in line with guidance that we've been given. But all along, there have... Lots of things have moved to virtual events that promoted house parties for the last six months. I would say the point I was making was this has been going on. It's not just happening on Freshers Week. Yeah. There's been house parties going on everywhere yeah. for the last six months. And this has all been happening online. It's just not been promoted like this one is. And these house parties that have been going on, have you had any um, involvement in any of those? Like, have you been kept awake? No, (laughs) definitely not. I'm going beyond those days now. Um, But, uh, and I'm also pregnant as well myself, so the the drinking hasn't been happening for a while. All right. Um, But um, there's been plenty of them around. You know, I have friends who have had neighbours, have had guards come to their houses. And, um, you know, you hear about it all the time. Um, and we've heard about the, the spread of the virus in house parties and, and things like that. So it's, it's always been going on. I just don't see the big deal on, on focusing on Freshers Week. Well, when it should have been, we should be focusing on the fact that it's happening everywhere. Okay, okay, good points. Well made. Thanks for that. Yes. 15 to 24 year olds uh, are the uh, big spike. I know I spoke about this uh, on air yesterday. When I mean, you look at the different age groups with regards to COVID 19, and the stats are out then as well with regards to the amount of people testing positive. Um, at, uh, you know, where they can trace them back. You've con- contact tracing back to pubs, say, for instance, and to, I imagine also to perhaps a lesser extent uh, restaurants and what have you. Uh, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. 104 Ita drove through Washington Street last night uh, at 10 o'clock and it was packed. She says it is the publicans are to blame, as opposed to what Neil was saying on air. Well, I think the pub- what I was saying was that the publicans will allow in the amount of people that they are supposed to allow in have they any say or control or responsibility for people milling and queuing outside? I mean, Washington Street, Oliver Plunkett Street, those areas were very, very busy last night and it was a Monday night. Seamus, good morning. Good morning, how are you doing? Good, thanks for holding. Are you a student? Uh, no, I'm not, no, but I was just listening to the, the, the comments there with uh, that lady yeah, a, few mo- a few moments ago and I, I completely agree. I just, I just think, um, you know, it, it's scaremongering and, uh, and witch hunt tactics that, that, that we're resorting to now as a nation. I think if, they, if they've organised a gig and even if it's online and within the guidelines, then so be it. Let them have a bit of fun. I mean, God knows they've been really, you know, they've been pushed to the edge, students, this year in general. Like, and you know, for those who've gone through you know, their final year of secondary school, given what happens. I mean, it's unprecedented. Like, they've been through enough stress. And now that they're freshers in college, let them have a bit of fun. You know, this spike in cases, 
you know, you can't say, I don't believe that you could attribute it to an event like that taking place, you know, even if the numbers do rise next week. So be it. Let them have a bit of fun. I mean, I just think there's a lot of witch hunting, go- witch hunting going on. And, and you know, when the, when the numbers are really, truly scrutinised in terms of um, COVID deaths and numbers, when you look at the details uh, from the experts that are coming out, um, one of whom was, um, I think, on your show at one point um, a couple of weeks back, uh, the, 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 the story's more telling, really, you know? I mean, the, the RTE, for, for, for sure, are not giving us the truth. I mean, they are, uh, you know, they're giving out numbers and stats, but if you actually look at the detail behind the stats, it's a completely different story. Yeah, I, I understand you know? that argument, um, but it, it goes over my head because because even if somebody has an underlying health condition, right, and even if they yeah. are very, very sick and could potentially die next week, next month, next year, or they're in God's waiting room, they get COVID-19 and then they die. Huh? So, so yeah, it may, well, it's some cases, yeah. So, so, yeah no, but you know that big number that people say, oh, there's a big number of people that were going to die anyway. They don't like it. Well, yeah, but it was COVID that polished them off. Uh, that's, yeah, it's argumentative, yeah. That, 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 it makes it but in most cases. So, so it, that argument more. about, oh, those numbers aren't right, they're not accurate, most people would have died. Sure, that makes no difference. It's nonsense. Well, I think the truth, the truth statistic, thereabouts, I think if those who died directly from COVID 19, and not uh, related illness. I mean, if it is around approximately 100, 120, I think, at the minute, since April this year. There's on average 88. But you've got to stop looking at You've got to stop looking at this as a, being a number. These are people, you know, these are human beings. They're oh, yeah, fathers, no, mothers, brothers, you know, sisters. Don't get me wrong, I completely understand. But in reality, in reality, people are going to die. You know, like the, the government are operating in, in a utopia-like state, you know, where we wait for the vaccine to come along and everything's going to get better. They're not operating in a system whereby we're learning to live with it. They're trying to um, react to it as opposed to actually uh, work with it. And that's what's happening. And, uh, you know, if you were to sit in a room with a group of experts and, and give the hard facts and put all sentiments aside and tell me, you know, in a room with experts, that is... The current situation and the current policies we have set in place, are they good enough in order to save or prevent the death of one? And I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone out there, to the people or individuals out there, but it, is, is, it, you know, is it right to say that we should save one individual who could be perhaps in their 90s and have a number of serious ailments already, underlying conditions, and that we know, we understand that if they catch COVID-19, they may die yeah. as a result. Yeah. Because the, the immune system That's important. Well. Like, but that, I mean, you have to acknowledge that a life... I, no, I understand. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that if you weigh that up against the backlog of like thousands of cancer patients, be it men, women or children, along with other people with cystic fibrosis, God knows whatever else they have, serious surgeries to be done that could save an awful lot more lives in this country. Yeah, but like you're not be, thinking, you're just not thinking it through. Because the people that I, you refer to there, this example of somebody in their 90s with underlying conditions who is COVID-19, they will end up in hospital as well. And they will also end up in ICU. They could also end up in intensive care because their life matters. And that will screw it even more then for the cancer patients and those that need help and those that are unwell with lots of different medical conditions. Do you understand? I, I know you understand, you understand where you're coming from. But uh, like, if you look at it at a macro level, like it, you have a set of measures in place and it, you're, not, you're reacting to something. We have, a, we have an elephant in the room and all I'm learning to do is react to it as opposed to work around this guy. 
that's what's happening. They're they're reacting to everything. You want to know? You want to know how to dance? If you want to know how to dance around it, <laughs> then you wear a mask. You wash your hands. You reduce the amount of people that you're in contact with, and we all cop ourselves on. That's the I dance. Think a lot of people are doing that, like to be honest with you. And like, if you look around, you don't see many people sick on the street. You don't see the symptoms out, lying out there on the streets. And I know it can be a silent. Uh, a virus is silent, but like, there's no visual display on the street of someone really suffering the symptoms. I haven't seen anybody around. I think a lot, a lot of people are saying the same thing. We don't really see the evidence of this on the streets or out and about in, in general day to day living. You know, I, I'm just speaking at a macro yeah, but, level here. Like, yeah, if you want but, to be but, in a room and you want to talk to experts and weigh up the life of one individual um, to, and that's to outweigh. The, the, the lawyers of thousands of individuals. It doesn't really make sense. At the end of the day, the government are just reacting, and with all this reaction okay. that they're doing, they're creating scaremongering, and then we have witch hunt tactics. So okay. I think the students should be allowed to have their fun, and they're doing it safely. So that would be well, good. Mac, I'm going to let you go on this point. I'm giving you, I'm in fairness, I've tried to be as balanced as I can. But the student party with the virtual DJ in a house, say, for instance, on the college road, if they're going to follow current level guidelines, they're going to be six people at that party. You know that? Yeah. Do you expect to be that there will be only six people at that party? Uh, I don't know. But I mean, I'll tell you one thing. In other parts of the country, which I've seen in the last couple of weeks, um, I don't want to refer to individual towns. I've been in a number of towns in the last uh, week or two. And I've seen uh, outdoor, you know, these outdoor events where you have marquees and these food markets, I suppose, um, uh, oriental and ethnic food markets. Yeah. Um, and it obviously causes a lot of people to come along on a nice day, particularly last weekend. It was seen in Dublin and it was seen in... Uh, yeah, I, I know it. I had people walk away from yeah, the Black Rock market at the weekend, yeah. But that's the reality, you know. Like you, you, This is witch hunting. You're just taking out one cohort of people. Realistically, that's what's happening here. Like, And it's very unfair because well, there's a lot more going on. Yeah. And people aren't really, you know, adhering... Uh, in real time, some at certain types of events, they're not really adhering to those guidelines. Okay, I just, I just think it's a little unfair to kind of like, you know, pin blame on the students. They've been through an awful lot, in all fairness, they deserve a break, especially these freshers and given the leave of their students they've had this year than what they want. Okay, well said, covered a lot you of know, ground. Seamus, do call again. Thanks, I, cheers, appreciate no it. Problem. Thank I you. Text 0868104106. My apologies to Des Cahill. I know he's been waiting. We'll come back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Okay, lines open at 1850 Councillor Des Cahill. Des, good morning. Morning, Neil. Um, you were on Twitter last night and uh, there was a lot of different photographs uh, during the rounds. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I just took a, a quick drive into town and, um, uh, you know, I just observed the crowds and I took a few photographs and so on and put it up. And it's, it's very, you know, like a lot of your calls this morning, it's frustrating. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's not an isolated incident. And Where were the crowds? It, I, that was all the Plunkett Street. Okay, that would have been outside. Do you know the establishments that they were queuing to go into? Yeah, yeah, it was the establishment was at the lower end of all the Plunkett Street. That um, would have been Barbarossa. Uh, yeah, kind of that, that area there. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So I think you know, I mean, there's there's two there's there's lots there's, there's several problems with this, but one is that we've only really got guidelines; we haven't got law. So there's a challenge there that people, when they are challenged. You know, when you drill down into it, there is no law. Um, so that's and that's confusing for everyone, and it's it's difficult to manage. And I think, you know, to be fair, even if you can see in the photographs, many of the people there were wearing masks, quite a few. So I've no doubt that everyone went out with the best of intentions. 
And as the night wore on, group, you know, the herd mentality in the group, mistakes were made. And I think we, we've all got to kind of go back to, if there's too many people, move on. Yeah. Like, we have to do it during the day in the supermarket. You know, we can't dwell over... Am I going to have dark McVitie's or milk chocolate McVitie's? I have been been in supermarket scenarios, however, to be fair to young people, where people who are far from young are standing in the bloody doorways chatting to each other. And I think to myself, this makes a nonsense of the whole thing of washing your hands and sanitizing your trolley and wearing a mask if these people won't get out of the way. Yeah, and there is that part of it. And to be fair, it's not an age thing, as you're correct. Obviously, it's, it's, it's I went out for dinner on Saturday... And we looked at, we're in, eating in a restaurant on Plunkett Street, and, you know, the amount of people going past was, was you know, was nice to see people out, but they were far too close together. You know, I mean... Uh, Bla- like, again, know, another people, another you know, example so. of it, you know, you talk about queues outside the likes of Oliver Plunkett Street pubs and clubs. F- farmers markets, so it's like, nobody seems to be addressing the amount of people that go to farmers markets up on top of each other. Yeah, no, I suppose the, 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 the marina won't open and close, I think, in large due to the numbers and the controls. I think the Black Rock one, I think you mentioned that before, you left. like I, I went down there the other day, I stood by the, just before I got to the Scout Hall, if you, if you, you know, from the marina side, I went, eh, there's too many people there for me. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't walk into it. Yeah, but why aren't um, people, why aren't people having a fit over that? Um, as opposed well, to... I think they are not, to be fair, I suppose that, maybe this is more of a localised thing, I've got a lot of... Of stuff in actually in the last few days because it's not they're not just upset about that it's causing car issues and, and so on and they're illegally parking all over the place um, so it, it does come up it's, it certainly comes up um, and you're right I, but I think it's, it's I think it's COVID fatigue and this is this is the worry and I think the reality like when we all worked as a group we got the numbers down I mean from mid-June to mid-August there was probably no more than 10 cases in all of Cork yeah yeah. And it's you know we got to get back we got to get back to that attitude and it's not about just ourselves it's about our, our, our you know our neighbor our friend or person next to us that we inadvertently and I think there is a danger that if we um go after and expose the kind of events I highlighted the event you can say I exposed it but I'm not trying to go at any one demographic I have a fear that people who develop symptoms won't, won't say anything. Yeah, and there is and a proportion that just just get on with their lives and they say nothing. Uh, okay, because you were making some other observations. One was uh, that um, uh, shop owners and staff are getting grief from people who won't wear masks. Is that right? Yeah, so an example, I suppose, on Saturday, we were getting the bus in. There was someone on the bus not wearing a mask. Everyone else was. There's no, there's no one there to say. Uh, you can't expect the bus driver. He's on his own as well. And... You know, that's frustrating, I suppose, for, for the driver and for everyone else wearing a mask. Then because I, the driver's powerless, is it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I suppose the driver's also on his own. You know, there is an element of some people, you know, won't take criticism lightly. Um, and he has his own job to do, uh, I think. But there's no law there. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine who was a shop, a friend of mine who was a shop, he, like, he, he says to people and he asks to wear a mask and... You know, he's getting abuse and he's getting emails saying, oh, I'm not going to shop with you now anymore because he asked me to wear a mask. So has that, has that rule or that law changed in the last couple of weeks where you, you must, by law, wear a mask on a bus and if you don't, you'll be fined? That's oh, I'm sorry. In the bus instance, you're right. I'm sorry. In the shop instance, you're not, there's no law to say you have to wear them in a shop. No, um, but on public transport, you do. 
Yeah, yeah. I think so, but I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I mean, I'm in politics, I'm not clear of the law. Well, what is law and what's a recommendation? I don't really know myself. Okay. But does anyone know? Yeah, I think there still is. I think that some of the laws did get relaxed, but not the law regarding public transport. I think it is still law. I mean, on all but public, in all public. But I think it's clear public. now. But I think, like, recommendations and, and togetherness got us, got us to a good stage. And now people have got the COVID fatigue and they're fed up with it. They're beginning to go their own way. They're questioning now what a regulation is, what a law is. They're questioning, do we really need to do it? I think we need to now introduce the laws because we're going to be faced with this for at least six more months. Um, but the law is there for public transport. Just to be clear on this, in case people okay, think there's not, the, it, it's still six months. Six months in jail. Come on, or a fine of two and a half grand. No, that was. Well, I know for a fact in Holland, Belgium, and Spain, there's on-the-spot fines for hanging around too much for not wearing a mask. In public. Okay, so are you suggesting, say for instance, those queues on Oliver Plunkett Street, that the guards should be there taking names and addresses and finding people? Not specifically. Yes, the guards should have the power to find people on the spot, find and arrest people. If they're queuing. If they're queuing. Now, while some of the laws seem archaic, right, in Spain, Valencia, if you sit on a terrace, you have to wear your mask until your drink arrives. Okay. Now, I think, God, that's really going too far. But they're literally saying, like, if you're not, you know, eating or drinking, you wear your mask. And once you're finished, you put your mask on, you leave. That's a very extreme way of doing it. But we have no, we have no law at all. Yeah, and it is hard to follow the, the different current levels, actually, and, and to stay on top of them. We yeah. go that far, okay. but we have to give the guards the authority and the power to find people for all our sakes. So we need stringent laws for the disobedient minority. I don't think the stringent laws will affect how the how the vast majority are behaving. Okay, okay, okay. So those so that are following guidelines shouldn't worry. Yeah. Those that aren't following, following, following guidelines should be targeted with fines. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for taking the call, Councillor Des Cahal. George says, uh, as we know, it is now inevitable that we're heading to a level three stage in Cork and this horrible virus has spread through social interaction. But many, many people seem to completely disregard all of the advice that we are presented with by the medical profession. I'm really surprised by the level of ignorance that I have witnessed, he says. Cork City at the weekend was like a normal weekend. This witnessed from the safety of inside a car, I have to say. I'm horrified and angry by pictures I've seen on social media. Your caller on air on Monday, yesterday, claimed that she was told by the police that they were too busy to attend to call out to a large gathering at a party, which was that big marquee party. Uh, even though the army doesn't have the power to arrest or detain, why not send the army out to accompany a police officer or guard or ring anonymously and say shots have been fired? I'd say the police would be fairly lively then. The imbalance between people who are responsible and those who are not is totally unfair. Those who cocooned, suspended their business, sacrificed meeting loved ones and obeyed all of the guidelines are being totally disrespected by the ignorant gobshites who have no regard to restrictions. I have no sympathy for individuals or businesses that are flouting the guidelines and any punishment they receive are deserved. However, the problem seems to be that no punishment seems to be dished out, says George, which is pretty much what Councillor Des Cahill is saying as well. There is no law 
and there is no ramification if you don't cop yourself on. Maybe you should be hitting the pocket. Back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show. Sandra, good morning. Hi, Neil. Thank you for holding. Um, St. Finbar's Road, uh, that's right in the epicenter of all of this talk, isn't it? Around the college. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. What did you come across? Um, well, two o'clock in the morning last Wednesday or Thursday night, I can't remember which night, um, the guards arrived at the house and told them to clear the house out and we counted 47 people coming out of the house. Good God. What time? Two o'clock in the morning. Okay. And then yesterday, I could see loads of lads going in and they kept coming in chips and drabs and dips and drabs and then... Were they carrying anything or were their hands hanging or what? No, they were carrying slabs of beer. Okay, okay. And then... After about an hour of no one going in, we could see glass bottles being fired out over the side of the house into like Fuller's Road. So we phoned the guards. This is three o'clock in the afternoon now. Sorry? This is three o'clock yesterday yeah, afternoon. Three o'clock, yeah. between three okay. and four, say. Yeah. And um, there just happened to be guards passing on bicycles. So I called one of them and I said it to him. And they went over, but they were knocking and knocking, but they couldn't hear them because they were out the back. So they just drove up to the side and they shouted over the wall. And then there was one guy came out and he showed them their ID. And then they said to him, go in and clear your house. So he opened the door and there was 27 lads came out and they were all carrying slabs of beer. 27? They did send them on. And then they spoke to the boy that was... I suppose, a resident of the house. And um, when the guards went, there was about 10 of them came back. But the young fellow wouldn't leave them in. Oh, really? Yeah, so at least, you know, the guards did do great work yesterday. And was it okay then for the rest of the day, last night and everything? Yeah, it was. It was fine. Do you you expect it to continue like that? Fine. Um, well, I hope so, because I think maybe they've told the young fellow that it's not acceptable and whatever. That they'll hold him personally responsible? Him personally responsible, I'd say, yeah. Yep, what was the summer um, like for you? Oh, the summer was bad. The summer was bad. But, if what they, you know, I just think they were younger. They weren't actually UCC students. Okay, so are were, you saying that a lot of those that were there over the summer have now gone... I know there's a they've moved. gone. Yeah. Yeah, they've gone and the UCC students have moved in now. And 47 people, say, for instance, in a house that would comfortably see, sleep, say, how many? Well, like, this is a small house. This is one of the smaller ones on Finbar's Road. Is it a two-bed, a three-bed, a four-bed? Maybe just three, I'd say. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, because there is bigger houses there, but they're quiet at the moment. And the other ones would be the ones that we would usually have had loads of house parties in but this house never had before and there would have always been students in it but it would never never ever had a problem with that house awful having to live adjacent yeah. to that isn't it for the quality oh, of your life desperate desperate and I mean we've all had to suffer for Covid you know I mean it isn't I know the students you know hadn't, couldn't do their leaving cert or whatever but I mean we all had to make sacrifices have you lived there all your life? Uh, 30 years yeah has it always been this way or has it got gradually no, worse? No, it's got 
got gradually worse up to about 12 years ago. There wasn't a problem with the students. But year on and year on, it's getting worse. Yeah, okay. You know, it's you know, you just kind of couldn't really make out why. Well, I guess UCC's got bigger and bigger, hasn't it? It has. It has. I know there's a lot more opportunities for people to go to college now. Yeah, yeah. Than say 10, 12, well, maybe not 10 years ago, but certainly 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, listen, um, do stay in touch, Sandra. Let me know how the rest of the week goes, all right? Appreciate the call. I will, all I right. will. Take care. Okay, thanks. Back after all 10, right. text 86 Neil, the big problem really with regards to people doing what they've been asked to do is that many people now don't trust the government anymore. Interesting text to 0868104106. Okay, thank you for highlighting the COVID payment issue on the program yesterday morning. It's a disgrace that our government were allowed to drop the payments just when winter bills and other bills are coming in people's doors. Shame on them. Shame on our government's backbenchers and TDs to allow it to happen. Our payments in our home drop from 350 to 250 a week. Anthony says, morning, this government got a 2% pay rise just when they cut the COVID payment. And I heard they're thinking of cancelling the Christmas bonus. That's money that people depend on to buy clothes, toys and other shops shopping towards Christmas time. This government's only interested in themselves and they're not in touch with reality to how people are really struggling. And then uh, another one or two issues that are somewhat connected. Chris says, can I please put this out that my daughter had a baby two weeks ago and she rang her GP to make an appointment for his two-week checkup, only to be told that the GP will not see her or her baby until he's eight weeks old. Her public health nurse told her she has to go to the GP to have both her and her baby's two-week checkup carried out. Is this happening in all GP surgeries now, or is this the only one? I think it's so wrong. Can you find out if this is commonplace? Well, is it? Text 0868104106. The members of the Dáil are a law unto themselves. Let's see what Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens have done since getting into power. Well, one, they rushed through legislation to ensure €16,000 pay rises for their super junior ministers. Two, they broke every recommendation and rule set out and pontificated to the nation, resulting in a resignation, a sacking of ministers for agriculture and a loss of the EU portfolio. Three, Mr. Prudent Pascal cut the COVID-19 payments for the impoverished of society while pushing through another 2% pay rise for ministers. At what point will it take for society to take to the streets in masses and demand a general election to replace this farce of a government? They're the only people having the last laugh in all of this. We have members of the government with their overrated and extortionate salaries, pensions, first-class benefits and many advisors, all the while the silenced, hurt and screwed Irish people sit and ho- sit at home and constantly accept this claptrap. I suppose the point being there is any wonder that people claim that they don't trust the government. A selection of text to 0868104106. To the phone lines we go, Adrian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. God help us with COVID if we have people like Des Cahill. Why do you say that? No, no, sorry. It wasn't Des Cahill. It was actually the, the gentleman beforehand. But as I was saying, I'm not picking on anybody. Okay, sorry. Because no, it says on the screen Des. So that would have been a caller who was talking. Uh, that was, yes. It, it was that would have been you know, Seamus. He was talking about numbers and true numbers and actual deaths from COVID, is it? Well, possibly, but I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, he was saying, you know, students, let them be, you yeah. know, let them have their fun. Yeah. That's what I don't particularly agree with. Now, as I said, I'm not really, you know, picking on anybody. I was a student myself, uh, went through rag week, did everything like this, but I mean, you know, these are different times, and I suppose my point is, 
you know, yesterday, statistically, now there's a million people. It's after surpassing a million people have died from this virus. A million dead, you, 33 million infected, yeah. Absolutely, you know, and, and I mean, the thing is, I, 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 I've traveled most of the world. I've lived in different parts of the world myself, and I think we're the only country that are actually worried about where we're going to get our next drink. And in, in the height of a pandemic, I don't think that's really should come into play as such. Um, uh, what I was, you know, I drove through the city last night, I would say as well, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There was people falling around the streets, groups of people, and I suppose my point is, God help us, uh, getting through this pandemic um, and, and going into further restrictions because people don't want these restrictions any longer, but we're not really helping ourselves. And, and can uh, I ask you, what time was that? This was about um, half 11, 12 o'clock, just when the pubs had closed. There were people gathered everywhere, falling out in front of my car. Um, you know, there's roadworks being done around the place. I can see there was cones just thrown down the ground. And um, as I was saying, it's, it's you know, I suppose uh, earlier in the evening, I could see people just with cans, lots of drink, and uh, ready for their, their, their night out. Now, as I was saying, I'm not again, because I, uh, I was a student myself, I'm not attacking anybody in this regard, but I just think you know, with alcohol, absolutely, I wouldn't see this in any other country. I can, I can. Well, what do way. we, what do we need then? Um, because, I, 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 like, it, it, there, there aren't any laws being broken. Uh, there are not, but I mean, it's. I think it's down to kind of common sense as well. I mean, if you look at, you know, uh, I think if if people actually thought and had maybe, uh, you know, a family member or in maybe themselves were actually on their possible deathbed due to this um, virus, with this virus, I don't think they'd be thinking about, uh, you know, where they're going to get the, uh, the next drink or, yeah, yeah. you know, alcohol. It makes no sense whatsoever, you know, I think. We're but for this to be happening on a Monday night and possibly tonight and tomorrow night, this must be laid at the door of Freshers' Week, yeah? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've I've had... Uh, I think I think they have a lot of responsibility. I just listened to the you know on the news a while ago. I think the the president of the students' union was speaking. You know, students. He said something. They haven't socialized for a long time. Absolutely, you know. But uh, <laughs> my heart goes out to them. But we're he he was referring to social isolation, uh, depression, loneliness, anxiety. You know. uh, yes, I, I understand, but I mean, you know, the, the whole country is going through this, the whole world is going through this pandemic, and as I said, you know, it's, it's either, you know, going out, trying to control things, or, you know, people could potentially die, and, you know, we'll find ourselves in a hell of a lot worse situation than we are at the moment. I mean, as you said, I think yesterday, and people are saying it every day of the week, people are trying to find jobs. Well, you know, there is the there is the sickness aspect of it, and there's also the loss of life. And you know, we've had over eighteen hundred people die. But on top of all of that, it's the economic consequences of all of our actions. And I don't mean to sound like an old fogey here, but another nineteen thousand people signed on the dole last week. Yes, absolutely. So So we're prolong we're we're prolonging that economic depression. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's. uh, on one hand, we're saying, you know, uh, we have the government, we have different bodies saying, you know, if we don't do this, this is what's going to happen. But on the, on the other on the other hand, we're doing the opposite, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, it makes no sense. So, as I said, if we want to kind of, my point is, I suppose, if we want to control things, if we want to, you know, try and make things better, we have to actively work and as a country. Did, did, Everybody did, has to do this, you know. Did you, did you say that you traveled all over the world or you worked all over the world? 
I've worked, I've lived in different parts of the world. I've lived in Australia, I've lived everywhere. So, I mean, the and thing have is they all you, the same relationship with partying and having fun and alcohol as, say, the Irish? Uh, no, but I mean, you know, uh, I, uh, anywhere where I've made, mentioned that I was Irish, they go, oh, great, there's lots of partying, socializing, everything like this. We're known for this. And it's like, you know, uh, as I was saying, there's no other country, especially in this situation now at the moment. I don't think there's any country, I, I, I don't hear any other country worried about their bears being open or where they're going to get their next drink or how they're going to do this. I understand people are, you know, in difficult times. Mm. But for me, alcohol is not the uh, priority. I think people's lives come first. Uh, okay, thank you. And, and just finally, when you were out last night, did you see any guards or squad cars around? I didn't. Okay. I didn't see anybody. As I said, there were there was just people everywhere that were falling out in front of my car when I was driving down Washington Street. Um, you know, it was like a normal, a normal night, and uh, I suppose really, I've been. Well, it was like a Friday or Saturday night on a Monday night, like it was. But yeah, I mean, okay. I've, I, I, I've, I've seen this not just last night because it's rag week or whatever like this. I've seen this right throughout the summer months. You know, as okay. soon as the bars could open, so it's, uh, it's not going to help us. Um, you know, with this virus. I okay, thanks for that. Okay, thank you, Adrian. Have a good day, James. Is standing by. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Welcome How, back. How's it been up around your neck of the woods? Um, pretty nasty and it's like the Dolly Parton song here we go again here you come again Yeah. and I really think my logic with the whole thing I'm sick of hearing of people talking about alcohol alcohol close the off licenses close the pubs close whatever but if you think about it logically if the nightclubs were still open and the pubs were still open there wouldn't be house parties so I mean which is worse, which is the lesser of two evils. But there were house People parties last year, weren't parties. there? There were house parties last year. We were talking on air. The pubs were open then. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's worse this year. Okay. I mean, a fortnight ago there, I had a guy running up the street, roaring at the moon at five o'clock in the morning with wearing only a smile, not a stitch on him. Yeah, drugs. And I mean, that's the kind of condition that it's going into. And every year... I mean, I respect Catherine Clancy, but I think these residents' associations, they're only all talking shops. UCC aren't going to engage. Obviously, they're not going to engage by the look of it. And president, the President, John O'Halloran, says you'll be expelled. I don't know. I think... They I'll never be said someday. that before. No. I mean, do you remember that? I think you... You, yeah, you highlighted that story about the house in Connacht Avenue. You remember with the blacked out windows right. and the fire brigade had to be called, wasting the fire brigade's time and wasting the guards' time. Did the guards take one name or one student ID from any of them or arrest any of them? No. And so, until there's consequences for their actions, it's going to get worse. But I get worse. the impression from you there that you want to cut the students some slack, really, don't you? Let them have their pubs and can, clubs open kind of thing? I can kind of understand it because, I mean, which is the lesser of two evils? If they could go out, and I mean, there's another, like, there was an, a massive industry that's affected as well, the taxi drivers, you know, that would bring them to the nightclubs and we'd get some bit of peace when they were out in the nightclubs. Mm. But now when it's house parties, I don't see how maybe 50 or 60 people in a nightclub would be the same as 50 or 60 people in a house. Yeah, but there's not enough nightclubs to go around. There's yeah, not enough, it's nonsensical, really. No, but what I'm saying um, is, no, my point is, there aren't enough establishments to take the 50 or 60 limit. 
as opposed to the amount of houses that have 40 or 50 or 60 people in them, you see. The numbers don't add up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it started here last night from about, we'd say, 11 o'clock, roaring, screaming, shouting, and it goes on. And there's this, they're like a new vampire breed, I call them. They're all coming home before dawn, before daylight breaks in groups. Massive groups, like maybe 12, 14, 15, walking together, roaring and shouting, screaming, knocking over bins, putting bottles everywhere, putting cans everywhere. It's just every year it's getting worse. So if you can tell me that the Residents Association are making any difference, I don't see it. Well, and I've lived here all my life. Well, they did get... Um a lot of good work done in the sense that they highlighted the problem. They got an awful lot of media attention. They got to meet with the president. They met with the Gardaí. When I say the president, I'm talking about UCC. John O'Halloran mm-hmm. says that if uh, if they get any official reports at all uh, from the Gardaí to show that there was particular students that they can identify that were engaging in antisocial behavior, they'll be expelled. You know what I mean, so all of that was achieved by them. Well, we're hearing that for the last 10 years. Oh, I never I heard don't know of any student that was expelled. Do you? I can't say offhand, but uh, that's the first time that I've heard UCC come out and say, you'll be kicked out. That's only just talk, Neil. I don't believe it for a second. And I think, as I said, it's getting worse and worse. I'm over a decade talking to you about this and this situation, and it's getting worse every single year. Worse and worse and worse. And I just, I don't know. Until maybe I thought... I had another idea in my head. Maybe if we went like down to the UK model and other countries, no grants, no nothing, you get a student loan and you go to college. And that would be a fair playing ground for people that weren't wealthy. Anyone could go to college. But I think if they had to pay for it, they might respect it a bit more. Like everything, I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you get something for nothing, you don't respect it. Okay. And they have no fear of the law. They have no fear of anything. And originally what I wanted to talk to you was I thought it really reflected the way the country is. We talk about the students and they're not all bad. I have to say that as well. They're not. There's students in a house across the road from me. They're medical students and they're absolutely lovely. And they look after their bins. They look after their garden. They look after their house. Not all students are bad. But why are there so many around if everybody's supposed to be online and it's like a college, a virtual college? Like, I understand that medical students would need to be back because of labs and things, but why all the rest? I don't know. And I mean, there must be plenty of money in the country. I'm looking out the window now with all the cars in the driveway with the end plates at the back, which they shouldn't even be driving on their own, but they still do. So there must be plenty of money around and all the houses were rented out to them again. So they've all come back into rented properties to go online at UCC from the houses that they've rented? Basically, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's absolute nonsense. And I mean, okay. this virtual party, I mean, who's going to have a virtual party? Are they going to be just one person sitting down? Party for one, looking at the DJ on the internet. Six. Well, <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Okay. Thanks, Anthony. As always, text 0868104106. Emma Hill was out and about at UCC campus yesterday. She was in and around places like the campus bar, checking in with students, asking them what they were getting up to for Freshers' Week, if they have any concerns about the virus and stuff like that. So this is from yesterday afternoon, Emma Hill at, uh, at UCC. 
I'm going to go out pretty much every night. And get after the We'll go to a few, maybe a booking Thursday night, but uh, it'll mostly be house parties. We'll be careful enough, like, we, it won't be too many, like, maybe 10 at the house. We'll socially distance, though. There's a lot of uh, parties at Magazine Road, and in my block there's a few right as well. I live on College Road, and it's literally, like, party central every single night. From my bedroom, I can just hear, like, dum, 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 dum. like, you know, it's full-on parties, like. I'm doing a H-tip. I'm not doing my undergrad, so I'm In kind of probably three, past the whole, like, mad pressure to anyway. But once I got the communications about, like, kind of everything being cancelled and just to be careful with trying to reduce my kind of contacts and stuff for the week. It's not like we have anything planned for Freshers Week, because we know that it's going to be a bit of a bad idea because the university isn't supporting it but it's not like we're going to be partying outside it's definitely going to follow regulations and all that otherwise I don't think that there should be a reason but I know that there there will be students that are going to act upon themselves and have bigger gatherings elsewhere but they might be doing it more discreetly and out out of bounds I think everyone's just getting tired of COVID and they're, they're, they're just trying to retaliate by having them fun with themselves you know I don't think it's this freshest week is going to be the main main cause of it I'm living on College Road. It was like the MAGA strip. Like, it, you know, it actually was. Like, it was buzzing. Like, I, I didn't see many guards, to be honest. Saw a lot of people around, and it was just open houses, open doors. So yeah, it was quite busy. Last night I popped into Voodoo on a booking, but it wasn't great, and I kind of went back to my own house then with a few other people but it was only like the six of us that were living together we have bookings for a few of the pubs but with the house parties and stuff we're keeping it kind of handy our own you know keep our circle small and stuff because we all have to go home to families and all that especially just when you're going home to elderly people and everything else so you take to bring it home with you and I'm going to keep it handy enough don't want to get expelled like <laughs> I'd say the house parties and stuff and everyone leaving the pubs at half eleven is going to make it uh, I'd say that'll rise alright to be honest I know everyone is saying, oh, you have to stay away from these house parties and stay away from, like, meeting loads of people, but it's very hard to be telling students, you know, of that age, I guess, like, of 18, 19, their first time coming to college, to tell them not to, you know, it's going to be very hard to monitor that. Um, you'd hope that, like, they try all make the right decisions and stuff. You know, like, I think most restaurants and bars and stuff are doing their best to, like, you know, stay by the guidelines and make it a good experience, but um, just, obviously, you would be a bit concerned, like, seeing the numbers rising and things like that and we do have to like try limit our like social circle now a bit more again. Oh, we don't have any booking so we're just going to march into Weatherspoons and we're going to see how it goes. When we go down we rally around we see what we can do and we bring people back. That's, that's the idea. I actually think the virus I don't know. It's not it's not very detrimental to me right now. Obviously you'd be wary of the virus but when you're in the pub, man, you just can't be thinking about that. Like, you have to just take the risk or don't take the risk. You know, follow the guidelines. Things are put in place for us, so it's great. The Neil Prenderville Show. So not everybody in that Vox Pop from Emma Hill will be given at large. A uh, number of them will, for sure. There was uh, references there to the house parties, uh, to College Road being like Party Central. Somebody else described it as like the mega strip, that it was buzz- buzzing. Uh, many of the uh, rental properties were like open houses. But others then were talking in that Vox about having bookings and advanced bookings for uh, pubs or restaurants, which leads you to ask the question, if you have to book to go into a bar or book into a restaurant, why are people queuing outside if it's just strictly booking only? Anyway, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six, 104 106 and uh, you know, I wish, I actually wish that we weren't spending as much time 
on this as we end up doing so. Uh, I'm very much dictated by cause and what you guys want to talk about. But, you know, we're at six months now into this. Uh, if you include March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and nearly nine to October now, we're nearly eight calendar months. Who'd have thought? And uh, it just seems as if we're, the conversations now are like the conversations we were having in April extraordinarily enough as we head into winter time and all of the other issues of course that people have to put up with regards to their own medical health and their own uh, you know wellness and issues that they need to use hospitals for uh, i don't know whether this is related but it was talking about baby checkups and things like that newborn babies uh, michael's an oap and he says i have a problem um uh, in april of 2019 i had a hearing test i was advised that i needed hearing aids i was told it would be 18 months before a doctor could see me about this, 18 months. I contacted the hospital I visited uh, last month and I was told it would be another three months uh, until this could be sorted for me. I got on to the Minister for Health about this. He told me to contact the HSE. Is the HSE part of the Department of Health on anymore, I wonder? I'm an OAP and I'm a medical card holder. Uh, perhaps other people are going through similar scenarios to me uh, with regards to hearing tests to get hearing aids and OAP. Thank you, Michael. Anybody else sharing similar type stories, uh, get in touch. Pick up the phone, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. My apologies, James. I helped kept you a long time. My apologies. Good morning. Um, good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you see, I can't understand people saying let the students have their event. Um, wh- 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 why not? Because, Neil, I suppose... Just listening there back to the clip that you played just before the break about with the students and one of the students actually said, I think we're all fed up with this COVID. It's just a bit of retaliation. But who are they retaliating against? Because as you said to a previous caller, people aren't putting the bodies behind the numbers at all. They're seeing numbers every week and they're thinking, ah, it's only numbers. It's not. It's people's, as you said, brothers, well, sisters, mothers. Yeah, like for, for instance, so if you look at... students myself. Yeah, if you look at what you just said there, say for instance, somebody would say, oh, well, that, that person who died of COVID-19 was dying anyway and they had um, uh, underlying health conditions, yeah? Um, yeah, exactly. Like, so... How would that person who says something like that feel? Would they be willing to surrender their mother or their father to that statistic, you know? But see, the, real, the reality of it, Neil, is that all these students, a lot of them hopefully would have mothers and fathers and stuff. And at the point you said there, as I said, I'm a mature student and we were told back in August that our entire course this semester is going to be online. Now, I can tell you as a fact that there's three lads in our course alone, two live in Limerick and one lives in Tipperary, have moved to Cork when there's no need whatsoever for them to move to Cork, but they want to be a part of the party scene. Um, you're on a boat up. People and they're willing, to, are they willing to pay for that? Like, or do they get a oh, grant yeah. to come up or I, what? I don't know, and that's the honest truth, but they also have parents, and their parents must be asking the questions, if you're online, where are you come up to stay? Um, the reality is, with the students, you're on about College Road, we, there's been a problem for years in College Road. My parents live off Bandon Road, so I, we'd hear a lot of it through the off-license and the chippers and stuff around the place. But the students, what's happening is, like, this virtual online event, people are saying, ah, it's only a virtual online event. And if you listen to the students there, it's like years ago when the students were trying to get into the club if they were underage, they all have memorised their date of birth to make them look older. It's like, no, every student has memorised the, the, the saying, oh, we're going to social distance. If that's the case, we won't have hundreds of parties along College Road. The reality is that the students are here. The virtual parties are causing, it's not going to be one event, it's going to cause multiple parties along the road with hundreds of students, not one or two, hundreds we're talking about. They don't care because their attitude is that 
I'm not affected and that's the reality of it they're not going back home I wouldn't be surprised if some of the parents are telling them to stay away don't come back home stay up above that kind of situation like if you go up to Cork don't come back at the weekend I, yeah. exactly yeah. and I, I guarantee you because like, people when I hear people saying ah, they had a tough with the leaving cert they didn't do a leaving cert remember that they didn't study for a leaving cert because it was cancelled now they've got uh, but come here, some, sorry I, I don't want to be cutting across you but some of your yeah. happiest times should be in spite of sitting a leaving cert and all that the camaraderie and uh, you know hanging out with your colleagues and your friends and, uh, and partying I agree, and, I agree 100% you know, going on holidays yeah. together and you know going to your yeah. debs and all that kind of stuff yeah, none of that yeah, but none of us have anything. Neil, my own parents. Yeah, but like they, they don't have the same. They don't have the same maturity, maybe as older people. You know, they're they're on a they're on a journey. They're only heading off on the on a very exciting journey. And I mean, if we're COVID fatigued, and I am totally oh, yeah. COVID fatigued, do you imagine what a, a nineteen, twenty, twenty-two year old must feel like? And, and on I, top of that, on top of that, they have this very understandable sense of invincibility, in, invincibility, they don't, they don't feel that they're ever going to die and this isn't for them. They, they, they don't get COVID in that regard, you know? No, and that's the reality. But it's, it's like, I don't understand if I, my son's communion is coming up, right? It's coming up in three weeks time. We can't do anything because we can't have people to the house. You, have to, like you have to stop looking at it through a parent's eyes. You know, when I talk well, about I, I, a student, I, 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 students I, I, are I invincible is the word I was looking for. Yeah, but I see both sides because I'm a mature student as well. In my final year, I'm a mature student. So I'm seeing both sides. I'm a part of all the group chats that's going on with our own class. So I see it from both sides as a parent, but also as a student. And I can tell you, they don't absolutely care. But we're going on but the numbers are getting higher and we could go into a level three again. Um, they don't care because the house parties are going to continue. I'm very surprised that the college has rubber stamped the fact of a virtual party. They're not stupid. They know well what's going to happen that the house parties are going to the, blow up. The college hasn't. It's the, it's the students' union has. The stu- well, the students' union, exactly. But you know yourselves, the college will have an, an influence in the student union what they can and can't do. The fact that they're going to leave this thing go ahead, I'm very surprised. Students are going to pile into the, all on college road and magazine roads. But sure, they'll do that whether they, they'll do that regardless of whether the students yeah, union rubber stamp and endorse done it. it. For years, not. as long as I, I grew up as I said, I grew up just off Bandon Road by Lennox's and I for years growing up I, college road has always been the party central. I understand that. But for years, Neil, we did not have COVID. And unfortunately a lot of people have suffered from COVID. A lot of people have missed out on weddings, a lot of people have missed out on a lot of different things. I don't understand why there's not a squad car on the road for the week going up and down and just breaking up the parties. And I know people are going to say, ah, but they're students, they're missing out on it. But my own father has cancer, Neil, and when the lockdown came in, we couldn't go rushing up to him when we got our mother an iPad, which wasn't, my mother fell and spent the first six weeks of the COVID in hospital because she broke her knee and her elbow and we were up in a heap. And that was just our old family, that's not including everybody else. That's awful. So when you're looking then at the students, I understand, and it's like I understand completely that they're they're trying to go on a journey, but we need to be realistic. The numbers are getting higher. People are getting sick from this thing. People are missing out on work because they have to go into isolation and stuff. And the students' attitude. One student said, "There we'll go. We're all getting fatigued. It's just a bit of retaliation." Like that's the mentality. It's retaliation. But the guards still need to be on the streets. Squad car going up and down the street, breaking up the big parties. If they want to have their parties with six in there, well and good. But these parties, are, we all know, it's not six. It's hundreds. And we all know what happens at these parties where they congregate and what goes on. So you're talking about spreading a virus. 
vote yeah, but I didn't. I did, it, it wasn't the students who were behind the house parties and residential settings and housing estates. It wasn't the students be t- behind the big marquee events that were put up by people in the middle of green areas where there are 100, 150 people in them for communions. You know, you so they're not. Agree. These are not the only offenders. No, they're not. But you have to realize. But just this week alone, how many thousands will be going around Magazine Road and College Road, going to parties? And we know it's going to be thousands throughout the week. And it's a reality. And we know it's going to happen. So why can't we prevent this and have guards on the street okay. breaking up in the story? Okay. I know the students need to be students, but I'm involved in the group chats there. And as I said, there's three students that don't even need to be in Cork because our college is online this year. But yet they've come up, whether they've got a grant to their parents, but their parents know they're coming up as well when they don't need to be up here. And the parents are letting them up here. And that's reality. The parents' attitude is once they're out, they're out. And that's it. So as we said, well, go, they might be saying, if you're up in Cork now, stay away. Until gotcha. Hold on there if you want, because James may have an alternative view to yours. John, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay. Um, uh, why, uh, why do they get such a hard time? Is that it? Absolutely. Well, they've got no example from the peers, have they? In what sense? Well, we had 82 people, went to a golf outing, and uh, we're still in the dark about uh, what's going to happen to them people. Now, I can only presume that a a Supreme Court judge uh, outguns uh, the police commissioner to say that he's uh, Drew Harris and chasing all these people to find out uh, what's going to happen to him. I know what you're saying. I mean, I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. The the example should have been uh, seen from the top down. You can't expect kids to turn around and 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 uh, put their their life on hold when they're watching uh, what we would call mature, responsible politicians and uh, the hangers-on and the people involved with them. We had one of them people who came back from Spain after being there for 14 days golfing and, and came home, never isolated, and, and went to the, the, that golf outing. So and, he happens to be, and he happens to be a councillor up, 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 the, up the country. No, I won't mention his name, but just, just he's easy to find. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you had Jerry Bottomer coming on dinner with a mea culpa, mea culpa. And, and he just happened to that have... Was a, that was a profound there. apology, though. He could do nothing else but apologise and apologise well, and apologise. Well, I tell you those three... He yeah. never once I tried think. to defend it in his... No. Yeah, yeah well, hold on a while. In his defence. Does it pity now that he couldn't find a, a ball in the rough as quick as the golf clubs on the back of his car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem there is... I understand yeah. that we're saying about the politicians and everything the else, kids, but like the kids, the kids aren't listening. Well, all right, well, well, one, at a, one at a time, James. Did you want to respond to that? Yeah, I'm saying I understand what you're saying, but listen, the students aren't looking at politicians from the top down. They don't care. They're interested in partying and going out there. Their parents might be sitting at home looking at the politicians, but do you honestly believe that that's going to change? If all of our politicians were perfect, that this society would be perfect and there would be no parties. The people are jumping on the politicians. I'm not in any way political, but people are jumping on politicians. James, the the problem is to see the politicians who are after setting the guidelines and if they're not prepared to keep their own guidelines, they can't expect anybody else to do it either. But sure, if that's the case, you might as well just give up and everybody just say oh, no. what you want. Oh, no, oh, no. You're, you're responsible for your actions. 
No, exactly. And if you have hundreds and hundreds of students yeah. on a road partying yeah. and they don't care about anyone, they should be held responsible for their actions. Yeah. The guardian yeah. should be yeah. in there giving them their fines like anything else. Well, well, it should well, be just well, because well, they're students and they had a tough time with coming up the lockdown that they should be given a free pass. It shouldn't happen. Well, I didn't get a free pass when I left Carrick Tool yeah, every week to come up to see my grandpa, my parents and I was stopped by the guards and asked what I was doing. There was no free pass for me. That's fair enough, James. But if the PSNI can bring politicians above who went to a funeral in, in Belfast to ask them about their behaviour, surely Drew Harris can ask the 82 Muppets that went to the golf gate, can I he? agree 100%. Actually, that's an excellent point because they haven't let go in the North about that funeral at all. No, no, they, no, no they haven't. But, yeah, but you see, that's a, that's a political hit. Now, I'm not sticking up for Sinn Féin because they're well able to speak for themselves. But we, we, can't, we can't have one rule for one and, and, and no rule for somebody else. You see, what are the optics of what we've seen recently? In spite of, uh, you know, of course, there was the issue involving Golfgate. And then we saw in more recent times, as this drags on, the cut in the pop payment um, by uh, 20%. Uh, on top of all of that, then you saw ministers and TDs and junior ministers and super ministers get their pay yeah. increase. In, sense, in, in actual fact, you yeah. got, like, why wasn't there a pay freeze for everybody in the public sector rather than getting their annual pay increase? in spite of COVID, when in the private sector, people have had their wages absolutely slashed. Um, so, so these are the things that members of the community see, and that then leads to COVID fatigue. And you brought up a very good point yourself, Neil, yesterday. Where were them jobs advertised? These are the They're special advisors, yeah. Yeah, they, they, these are government jobs that are supposed to be put out for everybody to, to apply for them. Where were they, where were they uh, advertised? No idea, no idea, no idea. And you never, and you you never want, want a job like that anyway at a time like this? Good God. No, but, the, but, but you see, this is the thing. The rules, the rules are being circumvented uh, to suit the, the agenda. And that's not good. That's not good enough. How can you expect people to turn around and have trust in the government who are playing Mickey Mouse with the people and and with their lives? Okay, let me get some more calls on the air. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you both. Thank you, James. Thank you, John. One eight fifty one zero four one zero six. I plead with students and parents to use the guidelines that are there for social distancing. Recently, I've observed students coming out of schools, and it seems very few students obey the distancing rules outside of schools, and hardly any of them wear any masks. At primary schools, most parents group up together and there's no social distancing. No masks on the parents either. This must be adding to the virus spreading. People need to observe the rules uh, so as many others are suffering with COVID-19. Please plead with the public to abide by the guidelines. Uh, And one quick one here. I was passing a secondary school Friday, 3 p.m. It was mayhem. Hundreds of students all came out of school at the same time. They were walking along a narrow footpath together on top of each other. They had no masks on. Uh, They were all heading to a shop where there must have been 50 or so queuing to get into the shop. They were all ages. They were on top of each other, hanging outside the premises. Cases are on the rise since schools went back. It just seems pointless that kids are wearing masks all day in school if this is the carry-on and what happens the minute the school is over. I suppose there are a number of reasons why, um, you know, cases are on the rise. Um, you know, I think maybe the schools could be uh, one of the reasons. Obviously, we can't trace everybody and we don't, you know, the community transmission are ones that you can never really identify where they came from. But, you know, the relaxing of the legislation and the rules regarding pubs and restaurants uh, as well. Um, People have not been able to have a family at funerals. um, And here are some sectors of society having huge numbers at marquee communion parties. It's a disgrace and it's totally ignoring public health warnings. We all value our families. You don't see other people having huge gatherings in the middle of a pandemic 
they should be fined or jailed for putting lives at risk. Okay, I will go. I will go to John um, before the ad break. If you just give me a line number, thank you for that, John. Good morning. Just, but just, can you just turn your radio down there, John? And I'll come back to you in a couple of seconds if you don't mind. Thank you, Jim. How are you, need? Good. Go ahead. Just a quick question. I know you can hear the whole country fighting with each other about masks and what we should and shouldn't be doing. But the key thing here is like we're we're all out there now again. We're finished hiding like we were there for months when it was on the last time here, and we're all out now. We're at the end of we say September, October coming into the numbers are going up and they are getting higher, but yet our debt rates are coming down. And I just like to know what's different now with COVID that was there in March. And I presume it's the treatment in the hospitals. And I'd like just to know if you could get an us on and say, how are they treating the patients differently now than what they were doing in March? Because none of us are worried about getting anything if we can walk away from it and we can walk out of this thing together. But we need to know, are they following some of the European um, actions that they've taken? I think Marseille there in, in, in France, people are walking, are, are being carried in and they're walking back out two weeks later. And all they're using is oxygen, blood thinners, and they're not putting people into uh, into comas, like we saw on the, t- on the radio and on the TV, or we saw with these limb bodies. These were people in induced comas. Have they stopped that, you know? They were doing something wrong. I'd just like to know what was it and what the changes. Why well, we haven't got as many deaths and we've been increasing in COVID. What's the difference? I think something, must have, something must have switched. Well, it's, wrong, very, you know? it's, it's, very, it's a very different scenario now in many different ways I mean I, I, I certainly will you know get some medical opinion on that for you no problem whatsoever but certainly in the early days people were getting COVID-19 in hospital remember that also, I do and also, I, I remember and, that and that was a big fault but and, and COVID was being brought in. into the hospital people were walking in with what? it and unfortunately staff were bringing it in and then the nursing homes was another issue and care and residential settings and lack of PPE and people working yeah. in one nursing home moving into another nursing home and uh, like but still if, if we say some of these people have so, got it somebody elderly right and the treatment was different. In other words, I mean, there has to be an upgrade on treatment. And if they were using the same treatment in March, that's what they were using now, we'd have probably saved lives. And I just want to know, are they doing different methods? I mean, in March, as I said, they're, they're, they've stopped using the ventilators. They're, they're putting oxygen masks over the people. They are not putting them into comas. They're giving them blood thinners and they're walking out of hospitals. No, well, they're getting a few deaths, Neil, right? This yeah. is on French TV, TV 24. This is out there for anyone to watch. So, so they're doing that. I just like to know what are the Irish hospitals doing? Or are they just going to work, looking at the bodies, giving them a bit of medication and say, oh, that one's it, he'll ring the bell on the way out. Is there anyone out there driving the bus, looking at this as a problem? But somebody must be sure. driving the bus if, for instance, the older age groups, which are the ones that were getting sickest and dying in biggest numbers, they're not dying now. You know, you, yeah. you, you, yeah. When, when you get to 55 pluses, the numbers of those po- testing positive just drop away dramatically. Even 75, 80, 85 year olds is down like 2.5%. Whereas yeah, if you look at 15 to 20... Well. That might be contact, you know. No, it would be brilliant, but there must or be... Lack of, be no, it could be, down to, it could be down to lack of contact. Or the lack of contact. But there must be someone 55, 65, 75 up there that has got COVID and has now walked out. You know, what, what's the difference? That's what we should be looking at. Not worried about the students... Going out. So they're all dead, sitting in a classroom with each other or they're down up with a lock. We're not too worried about them going out in their drinks. The only thing that people are worried about is the noise. And I'm sorry for you, they're always going to be noise from students. And I've, I've walked up in the lock and I've seen them in the morning with their hangovers. And I tell you, I've yet to see any of them disrespectful. Certainly in the morning. Certainly in the morning at 10 o'clock, you know, maybe they're hungover. Ah, well, that's because they're, they're heading out for Panadol you know? or Nurofen or a cure or something. <laughs> but it's the night <laughs> so before. We our time at the best of time and we shouldn't. Uh, 
Like, they're very good, you know. The majority of them are fantastic, and we, we give them a hard time. We shouldn't. Okay. I hope they don't get too affected by it. They'll be there turning a few years to get to it to somebody else. But, you know, Thanks for that. They're pretty good, you know. Thanks, Jim. Cheers. John, good morning. Good morning. That's better. Go ahead. What's on your mind? I'm just making one question to you. You were speaking about students, and you're doing a fine job. Not disputing that, but I'm just saying, haven't they a fine army of security men up there in the college? Why didn't they doing their job? I didn't hear them coming into it at all, yes? Yeah, but this isn't an issue on campus, you see. Security uh, are on campus. Uh, they were doing more on campus. They used to go around checking when they were in, when they were in, in bed and when they were there and here and there. What are, what are they doing up there? But what how are you going to get the security in UCC to be policing um, rental, ho- rental homes? You yeah, can't. well, they could, they could definitely spot the people who are uh, creating the trouble. Yeah, well... Uh, anyway, I leave you at that. I know, uh, thanks for that. I know, I know what you're saying, but the security issue or security staff would be on campus or there would be security staff associated with properties or accommodation centres that UCC own. And I think that they do a very good job because I'm told that there are no on-campus, no, there are no on-campus parties and they're certainly, I'm told, they come down very hard on the likes of, um, you know... College accommodation, you know, the big huge blocks that you see in around the college and places like that. Anyway, lines open at one eight fifty one oh four one oh six. You can text oh eight six eight one oh four one oh six. Fiona Donovan was out in UCC as well, talking to various uh, players in this event uh, yesterday. Uh, she spoke to Nasha Crowley, the UCC Students Union President, uh, Aidan Cahill, the Secretary of the Magazine Road Residents Association, uh, Resident Nolo Doherty about the virtual Freshers Week and the differing opinions surrounding it. So this is Fiona from yesterday. So, I mean, a lot of talk this morning has been around our decision not to cancel Freshers Week, but I think there's a really important distinction to be made here that it's a virtual Freshers Week that we're having. All these events are in complete compliance with public health guidelines, and it has been uh, the, the approach being taken to entertainment since the beginning of the pandemic um, by all sectors of society, and I think is uh, absolutely in line with public health measures. You know, student isolation is a massive factor that we have to consider here. Um, so students haven't had the opportunity over the last few months to socialise. With, with, with pubs uh, closed at half eleven, with nightclubs not being open. We need to look into the new world and look at alternative forms of entertainment. What we are doing with a virtual fresh week is providing an alternative to house parties, to providing an alternative to face-to-face gatherings that people can watch from their own home. And I think it's very important that we say as well, Fiona, that there are thousands of students now who have not been able to travel to Cork as a result of the announcement last Friday. Uh, and, and this freshers week, this virtual fresh week is for them to make sure that they feel connected, to make sure that they are not isolated uh, and to make sure that we offer alternatives to face-to-face gatherings. We get a statement from the Students' Union to say they are not cancelling UCC's Freshers' Week and they would be going ahead, but that it would be virtual. Now, we are totally disappointed with that decision. Like, we're in the middle of a serious health crisis here, and this has nothing to do with politics or a party or anything. It's way above that. This is a serious health issue for all our residents. We've had a terrible summer here, and now when we thought that some health measures were being enforced and supported by all the people living in our community, we find a student union body who are fairly respected and people with bright political futures and probably leaders of our political system and our community make a decision that goes totally against this goes against this is a health issue a major health issue for us I know Students Union have declared that this is a virtual freshers week 
to us as residents, there's nothing virtual about Freshers Week. It's real queues outside pubs, real queues outside the local central shop, real house parties that go on early in the morning and late into the night. I've just driven back through Magazine Road now and I've seen four young lads walking down with crates of beer at 20 to 11 in the morning. Now, if you're sitting inside having a virtual look at something that Freshers Week are running and you have your slab of beer, sure, it's great fun altogether, you know. In the meantime, our community has put, been put at risk. Well, I suppose Freshers Week has been problematic for me as a resident in the Magazine Road area for a number of years. Last year, as I went to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, there was a crew of corporation workers out cleaning bottles, glass, dirt and filth from the streets as a result of the activities of the Freshers Week the night before. This year, we're in the middle of an unprecedented crisis of COVID-19. There is a recommendation that clubs and societies should not hold events in UCC and that students should not attend UCC but take their classes virtually. However, the Students' Union, despite the request from the President, are persisting with streaming a disco, a DJ session, on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night, I understand, into the homes of students in this area. And I think it's highly irresponsible. I, there is no evidence uh, to suggest that this would lead to gatherings. In fact, we believe, and public health officials have believed since the beginning of the pandemic, that online events will actually take people away from face-to-face situations, which would be detrimental to public health. So we are doing this completely in line with public health guidelines. We are doing this to have a safe and fresh as week as possible to make sure that students have the opportunity to socialise. I'm, I'm shocked. I'll be honest with you now, I'm actually shocked this morning when I see that UCC Students' Union are supporting it and going ahead with it. It's like it's hard to understand. Like As a residence association, we'd be prepared to meet them and talk through the issues, but I, I don't know that they want to, but we're available. We're available because like this isn't about us, it's about everybody in the community. Okay, Fiona Donovan at uh, UCC yesterday and also talking with members of the Residents' Association and uh, an audio clip there at the beginning of Nasha Crowley, the UCC Students' Union president saying, uh, talking about student isolation, talking about uh, the uh, Freshers Week plans being in line with uh, government guidelines, uh, and this is alternative uh, entertainment. Do you know what? I mean, we saw the photographs inside in town last night and the carry-on described by people who were coming home, people falling around the streets and whatever. Let's just see what happens then, because the virtual gigs start tonight. Let's see what the houses are like and the parties are like tonight and tomorrow night and Thursday night and, and Friday night. Uh, and let's everybody just keep a close eye on it, particularly those of you that are living amongst uh, student rental accommodation. Let's see. Maybe the students are right. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Fast call this side of 11 o'clock. Susan, good morning. Hi, how are you, Neil? I'm just ringing there about the Christmas bonus and the government is supposed to be taking it away for old people. That's the only thing old people have to look forward to. But do we know that to be true, that it is being cancelled? Yeah, they're they're considering it in the doyle now. And like when you go to the post office and see the the expression on old people's faces when they get that for Christmas, that's the money to buy clothes with. They give themselves a 2% pay rise. They they put up the bar in the doyle, which the taxpayers pay for, which they never paid themselves. They give this, when they retire from the door, they're going around in private cars being driven by the taxpayers' money. 
and they, they give us up the, the rises and the, they begrudge the, poor, the, the Christmas bonus to poor people that's living t- on 203 euros and just trying to scrape through. It's a disgrace. But is there talk about cancelling the double payment of Christmas for all people on benefits? There is, yeah. Why would they even be considering that at this time? Yeah, because the budget will be up now. Not, not, not this I mean, how could you justify? How do you just? You can't justify that. It's a bit like trying to justify why they would cut the pop payment by fifty euro by twenty percent. I mean, like this is they far from over. Cut, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't have cut anything because people are are are, are vulnerable at the moment and they need everything they can. They're trying to pay mortgages, rent, pay their children back to school. People haven't got it, and things are getting worse by the day. This this virus that came in is, was man-made, and it's just to control people and trying to bring it in every twenty years to wipe oh, out the population. What do you, what do you mean? China brought it in intentionally because there's too many Chinese. No, they bring in something. No, they bring in something like that every so often to kill off the old people. Where did you get that information from? Oh, that's all over the internet. But that's fake news. The internet's full of fake news. Bad place to be getting your news just randomly yeah. online. Like it started yeah. in a wet market in Wuhan, a, f- a fish market where the where the hygiene was. Yeah, nil. I know. Yeah. No, you don't believe that. A lot of people don't believe it. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks for that. Back it's up just, it's, it, thank, it's just the, the, the Christmas bonus for people. It's okay. Terrible. I'll pick it up after 11, 1850 Text 0868-104-106. Can I also say, you can also send us voice notes. If you can't come on air, you don't have time, uh, and you want to get something off your, off your, off your chest, as Vala says, just, um, follow us with a WhatsApp uh, on 086-8104-106 and you can sell a voice note instead. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. And uh, Cork's Red FM have organized uh, events for, well, opportunities for you to take a break for Cork's sake. We've teamed up with many Cork city, suburban and county hotels to give you an opportunity to win for yourself a two-night B&B stay for two people in one of 13 different Cork hotels. The Cork hotels are open for business and they want people to come through their doors and take a break. And we want to be part of that to help, you know, keep them in business and keep the businesses going. So it's take a break for Cork's sake. Uh, and uh, every single morning on breakfast, they play a particular song. It's a take a break song. So you need to be listening to breakfast at 10 past 8 every single morning to pick up the song and then you stay listening until you hear the song played again when you hear it played again later in the day at some stage at an undetermined time uh, that took you to call to win and uh, win a prize uh, of a two night B&B stay and the likes of the Kingsley the Maldron Jury's Inn the Ambassador the Montanati the Metropole the Radisson Oriel House Hotel Carrigaline Court Vienna Woods Cork International Hotel and Silver Springs. So stay listening for that. It's been a tough full year. So maybe you'd like a bit of a break. A couple of nights for you and a loved one. Bed and breakfast in one of the uh, various hotels that I just listed. So stay listening for that. It's a good initiative. Uh, text-wise this morning, so many selfish parents. A child's communion or confirmation party is supposed to be for the kids, not for the adults to drink or have DJs. Uh, what a shame, the poor children. This will be some memory for them as their parents and family were drunk in a marquee at their special day. Bring kids bowling, for God's sake. Go for a meal, but don't use the kids' party for your benefit. It's a shame, really. It's a pity. Um, and many texts on uh, partying. Has nothing at all to do with students, though. There was a party last weekend in a council estate in a Cork suburb. There was a marquee, a port-a-loo, 
and a DJ until all hours. There was also a massive brawl at the end of the night. The guards only came to break up the fight. Nothing else happened. These kind of people are a law unto themselves and everyone's afraid of them because they're so nasty to deal with. I think you were referring again to a, a party in a council estate with settled travellers. Is that the case? When you speak of things being a law unto themselves. I feel all communion confirmations and christenings should be cancelled until the virus is over. I know of an upcoming communion where a big party is planned for the weekend. There'll be a bouncy castle as well, organised for the public green area, right in the middle of our estate. Well, is it any wonder then that you see students saying, well, you know, why not, like, when everything else that's going on? Mind you, there was a text earlier with regards to freshers saying, you know, things get cancelled. Lots of stuff got cancelled over the last six months. Why should students get a free pass? Um, communion parties over the past few weeks uh, were had by normal people, not just members of the travelling community. Now, I'm reading that out. I don't agree with that sentiment, incidentally. I think we're all normal people of different backgrounds. Um, anyway, communion parties were held by settled as well as members of the travelling community. Would be a better way to put it. I know of five locations on the north side that had huge parties, marquees, bouncy castles, dance floors installed. Hundreds of slabs of alcohol and hundreds of people attending them. Parties have been happening every single weekend uh, and it all started back in March, says Sean. Not always the travelling community. Um, my daughter made a communion on Saturday gone in Claro. The ceremony was beautiful. Unfortunately, my eldest two kids were not allowed to attend the ceremony, which to me is extremely questionable to say the least, considering a church is a completely controlled environment. Following this, the family went to a hotel in the city. At the hotel, we had 10 people who were all immediate family members. We had a table of six and a table of four, which was spaced two meters apart. We had our food and our drinks responsibly, and then we went to the gardens at the hotel for some photographs. Everybody behaved vigilantly. We were responsible. We were mindful of maintaining social distancing. It's extremely hypocritical that the pubs can open and have any given amount of people from any amount of households in an environment where people become complacent and inhibitions go out the window. However, you can't have more than two people from one household in a church, which again is a completely controlled environment. The focus should be on the pubs reopening, uh, not communions and confirmations. Uh, morning, Neil. It's a shame. It's a shame people can't be a bit more mature about COVID. Corks on the verge of another lockdown, and people don't want guns pointed at their head. You said it's only a mask. Wear the bloody thing, so we can keep cork going from up to level three. We want to be able to shop locally, enjoy enjoy a few things that are open with some ease. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, wear masks is right. Um, the reference to the guns was a punter who said she wasn't going to have a gun pointed at her head going into a shop. And the gun, of course, was the temperature checker, right? Um, and this is another voice note this morning from a health from health member of the health worker community trying to do their best. I think uh, it's a nurse. Uh, and it's a reaction to Jim. I think Jim was wondering, what are they doing differently now that they weren't doing in March with regards to the amount of deaths? Sorry, the way that man there just phrased um, something is really bothering me. The fellow who's on about on French TV, they have the blood thinners and the oxygen and whatever else, and they're walking out fine. And in Ireland, we're just looking at them and we're looking at the bodies. And oh, there's another one ring the bell on the way out. That is just so disrespectful. I'm in healthcare now. I'm not on a COVID ward or anything. I'm in a different area. But to say that that nurses or doctors or whoever are trying their best at a time when we were given no support from the government, no help on like childcare, no 
PPE hardly, nothing. Like we had to beg for everything. And that we're just looking at the dead bodies or the limb bodies, whatever way he phrased it, going, oh, there we go again. That's just so disrespectful and it's horrible and it's disgusting for someone to say something like that. People are trying their best. Fair enough, maybe we don't have the resources that other countries have. That's not our fault. We're trying our best. We're not looking at people and thinking, oh, sure, look, there's another one dead. She's 65. Who cares? We have parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, whoever as well. Like, we don't look at people like they're just another death. We look at them like that could be my mother, that could be my grandmother. It's disgusting that he said that. Thank you for that voice note. It was sent to our WhatsApp on 0868104106. Paddy backs that up to some extent, some aspects of what that nurse was talking about. He says, I can never understand... Uh, with uh, people saying underlying health conditions and how COVID is not responsible for their death. They had underlying health conditions. If you have cancer and a car knocks you down and kills you, is it an underlying health condition that killed you? People need to realize this is a serious virus, that it is taking lives. Maybe their stance might change if someone in their own family got it. Can't come on air at work. Thanks, says Patty. Back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Okay, I'll come back to that topic of conversation and those related to it again, perhaps a little later this morning. If not, certainly we'll be dipping in again tomorrow, undoubtedly. But I just want to change horses midstream for a little while. Uh, and just, uh, listener, be aware here. I imagine that most kids now are in primary school. You know, maybe they're in creche, uh, but there's obviously children around. So be aware of what I'm going to discuss. I don't want to be upset and the children so just bear that in mind <laughs> my head is wrecked from this Barry hi Neil how's it going <laughs> my head is absolutely fried listening no, to this fried. my head is fried <laughs> over and over and over again yeah. have you been doing the same so yeah I, I, I thought it was going mad I mean there for a stay, one stage but so okay we're going to get the public's yeah. opinion on this right yeah. um, now so you went to Smith's Toys Superstore on the yeah. Kinsale Road, just to pick up a few bits and pieces. You got Peppa Pig, yeah. you got a Leapfrog Learning Friend, you got a, yeah. as they say, a langer load of batteries to go with it, and you also yeah. got Barney. Barney, yeah. Okay. My, my son, my son is actually one on Thursday, so we said we go last Friday to pick up a few bits, you know, and we went out and picked up a few bits and brought her home and thought not nervous. Next morning, then he he kind of he pushed the button himself. And, you know, he was kind of curious to see what it was like. Yeah, and he like he likes those songs, you know. And he played it. Next thing, I I I came down. My, my wife was there, and she said to me, she goes, "Am I hearing things there or what?" So she played it. She put it on Snapchat and sent it to a few of her friends, and they were all coming back saying that can't be true. Is that is that is that a, a, like a store or a fake video going on or whatever? You know. Yeah. So well, I, I said, no, nah. I said, I can't be true. So I, I listened to myself and I said, it actually is saying what I think it's saying. So I put it on Facebook. I thought I was going, I thought I, I was there. Nah, I can't, I can't. It's a, toy, a, a soft toy for a, a toy like a baby, like. It's not so funny, it's, like, I'm just. It's, it's not funny, like, but you know, it's, it's, it's not funny one bit, you know. Okay. And like people were and people were flabbergasted, like they're saying, like, yeah. It, it See, I, I'm going to play it now, right? I listen to it over and over and over again. This yeah. is I love you, you love me. Where everyone, knows, everyone knows the song, like you know, we are, like we all grew up listening to Bernie, like you know. Okay. So it's kind of. Okay, so I listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. Yeah. And, and and then I downloaded it trying to prove the audio on it. And this is the best I can get the audio, all right? You ready? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Have, a, have a listen. This is this is Barry's Barney or Ebolton Smith's toys. 
Yeah, I think he's not saying love me too yeah, there, is he? Yeah, he's definitely not saying definitely not saying that in a like you know, like I've 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 been playing it over and over, like and I've been playing to people in work and I've been playing to other people, you know, and And what are they like, saying? Because as I say, we were bait foolish in the office here listening to it yesterday, over and over yeah. and over again. And at one stage I was convinced it was won't you say you love me too? Then I downloaded yeah. it and improved the audio a little bit, and now I'm back in the camp of the F U C K. Yeah, YouTube. I'm I'm a hundred I'm a hundred and ten percent at it saying F U C K, hundred and ten percent. Like even even when I even when I bought this toy back to the shop on Sunday, like the first person came to me and said it says hug me too. I said I don't know what way you spell hug, but that 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 doesn't sound like hug to me. And then he called his manager, and his manager came out, and the manager got another toy and played that next to the one I had, and the, the other one was perfect. Like you can, it, it says what it's what it's supposed to say, and the one I the one I had it doesn't say that. You know what I mean? So you have a rogue, foul-mouthed Barney. And, uh, like I, I, I didn't buy an Ensemble, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't go out to buy a Chucky doll, I went to buy a Barney for my, my one-year-old son. It's a, bit, it's, a bit like the, it's a bit like the lol dolls that you put in water and they, yeah. they end up... Um, Naked or in, in provocative and stuff like and that. And all know? of a sudden the lol doll has lingerie on. Yeah, yeah. Good God! I I, so, I, I seen I seen the link today. Yesterday, I wasn't aware. We still like to know about all dolls. You put them, you like, put them in water, and they put on, and all of a sudden they they grow sexy clothes, sexy underwear. Yeah, um, yeah. We, now we got on to Smith's toys, right? And we yeah. uh, asked them for their thoughts on this, and we sent them the video. But I'm assuming they had already known because they said thank you yeah, for sharing the video with us. We repeatedly played this in store and detected a muffled, indistinct sound towards the end rather than any particular word. We will leave it to you and your listeners to judge this for yourselves. As this toy appears to have a fault, we offer the customers a rep- the customer a replacement. If you have any further queries, please get in touch with us. And that's their customer service department. In fairness, they listened to it, they came back, they say it's muffled. D- do you still have no, it? I, I do, and I'm sure if you put up a poll, Neil, on your, on your page or whatever, and I, I'm sure 95% of people come back and say, well, like, you know, like they, they, they just can't they don't want to admit fault I'd imagine because if they admit fault for that you know especially with well it isn't it isn't, stuff, it isn't their fault I mean the, the, well, I don't know Where, where's Barney made? I don't have a clue not, it's not made in Ireland they were just impo- they imported, no. imported it so anyway ha- hang on a second yeah, this is Neil, if, 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 if you have a shop and you're selling something and something has gone off you're, you're a fault for that no matter where it comes from do you know Without a doubt, to um, to make good to make good on it, to apologise yeah. and to replace I, it. I, I, I went out to the shop on Sunday. I wasn't offered one more apology. I was offered an exchange. All right, after after they haven't said that it wasn't saying what I was saying, and then they offered me a ten euro voucher as in, as in, like you know, because like ten euro voucher warm oh, like, you know, like I'm driving in and out there, like you know, all my time on my, my day off on a Sunday, you know, all that kind of thing. <laughs> I wouldn't give it back. I'd want to keep that and get another one. I'm not giving it back. That's a collector's item. That's a collector's item. Here's the original, right? This is what Barney actually sings. I love you, you love me. We're best friends like friends should be. With a great big hug, gave a kiss from me to you. Won't you say you love me? 
There's a definite F there. A definite. There's a definite F. A definite. And you could, you, any, anyone, anyone that's not deaf can make out what, what he's saying, you know, especially when you listen to the first one. And when I heard the other toy in the shop, Neil, and you, you hear my, the one that I have, there's, there's definitely, you, you, you can make out the word, you know. Like, there is a very serious side to this, isn't it? Tampering with kids' toys. To you know, and then, and like, like as, as the, the times we're in now, like, you know, people probably buying presents for their, their children for Christmas. That but earlier, and you know, imagine a child that tore a tree opened up that in Christmas morning or that. That child would be destroyed. Do you know if Smith's checked all of the other Barneys on the shelf for a similar uh, profanity? I know, I know, I know that he only checked one. He only checked the one that he brought out. I don't know if they checked the rest of them or, you know, but I, I just know that the one that he brought out wasn't saying what. Won't you say you F U C K me yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. And like, so when they offered you an exchange, did you decline? I did, of course. What do you mean, of course? Why? Like, why? Because like, I, like they didn't offer no apology. They didn't offer anything. They offered like they offered an exchange and a tenure or like you know they were trying to they were trying, they were trying to if they admitted it and said look yeah we're sorry about that and we'll give an exchange and whatever you know there's no problem then but like they just. Like, oh, oh, no, you're lying. No, no, they never said that. They said we repeatedly played it, detected a muffled, indistinct they sound. It, they played it twice. They played it twice. The first person said to fuck me off, and it says, hug me too, which is not even the song. And then the second person came out, the manager, and he played it. And, like, obviously he knew, he knew exactly what he was doing, you know? Did he admit to hearing an F-U-C-K? He, he said at the start that he heard it, and then he came out in the second time and said he didn't hear it. He said the first time he heard it. And then he came out and he goes, oh, I, I can't be sure what the word is. I said, you said to me first, you, wanna, you, you, you could hear the word. Did your little child, did your toddler pick up on it? He did, he did well, he's, he's only one old thousand. He's not that advanced. No, he's very smart, like, but he's not that advanced. Yeah, but if a one-year-old has it or a two-year-old and there's four-year-olds yeah. in the house or six-year-olds, they'll hear it, like. Like, my, my nephew is, I have a nephew two and a half and he loves Bernie as well. And I brought the toy to my house, to, my, my, my brother's house today to show him to listen. And like, he, he, he wanted the Bernie and he couldn't have it, you know? So like, and you know, he wanted it anyway, not because it said the F word. He just wanted Barney. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He just, he just, he just into, he's into, he's at that stage. Oh, he's into Barney, you know. Yeah, I but think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang, hang on a second, there, Jim. Good morning. I think you could be onto something here. What do you want to buy it? <laughs> I would. I'd love to buy it. I think it's massive. <laughs> I do honestly. I think. I think it's. I think it's crazy. I think it's unreal. I mean, there is a very serious side to this. Like, if ta- if toys can be tampered with, you know, and in in this way, with profanities and ex- you know expletives and and well, you know the LOL. Honestly, I should be say, I should be calling those dolls by their right name. Incidentally, LOL dolls. I know I call them doll dolls. You put them in water, and they all of a sudden put on sexy lo- sexy lingerie. These are kids' toys. But honestly, you know, it's, it's, it's a massive mistake. Like, but I, I, I tell him, he, he, he's in a very u- unique position. No, know, this isn't he, a mistake. Somebody did this, and there may be others of them out there with the F word, Barney singing. Well, obviously, enough, he came out of a factory, Neil. He came out of a factory somewhere, you know what I mean? And, and somebody, but like the, the company are responsible for this. But I think, geez, I'd love to buy it. I, I, I'd be mad for that. No, I would. I think it's funny. I think. How much no, would you pay? Just, just on a light note, it's twelve ninety nine. How much would you be willing to pay for it? I'd give him 50 euros this minute. <laughs> Forget about it. It's worth an awful lot more than that. 
welcome. We've stopped the bidding, so is there anyone else interested in... You're not for 50 euro, no way. Well, sure, you only paid, what, 12, 13 euros for that? Yes, but it's a collector's it's item now at this stage. It's three times the price, right? And, he, and, and, and he's, he's, that man, that man is genuine, and I know, I, I don't doubt him. For I know, him, I mean, he's genuinely he, annoyed about it. He doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, I might see, because, and you might yeah. see the light side of this. He is because of these kids, and rightly so. He's right there. But, he's like, right. what, what if you had a toy that had a blade in it, or you had a toy that had um, a toxic that's substance a in it, you know? Like, in all that's, fairness, that's, you, expect these, you expect these to be perfect. Listen, that's a different thing, Audio. This is this this is a word that was put into it. And look, come here. We're we're, 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 we're damned to be listening about the COVID. I think this is I think this is a, a light half the thing. And I and and I understand where your man that person is coming from. But listen, I, I with the minute I have I I, I, I can't stop laughing. I honestly God. I think he's in a very unique position here. Like to have something like that. I, <laughs> I, I, Barry, I, I do agree. Yeah, you wouldn't take fifty euro for this when you can get not it. Ho- not hoping hell. I don't know a couple of euros threatening me. I might think about it. What would you get I on know. eBay for something like that? I don't know. I, I suppose Anne Summers might be interested in buying it off me, would it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fifty euro won't do it, Jim. Apologies. No. That's, that's fine, but but Barry, Barry, you you yeah. go away and you get you get the most from it because I tell you one thing: you want to win the and, and 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 you know there's an, there's enough don't talk about the, the, the way the world is. You're just home. delighted that we're not talking about COVID nineteen. I'm delighted that we're talking about something that, 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 that that's for for a good change. That, 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 that's a and are you hearing? Again, listener, beware with kids, yes. but I told you that. Are you hearing the yes. F word in this? Yes, yes. I, 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 <laughs> you are? I think, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Uh, Liz? Yes? You also want to buy it. Do you, do you not I see any... I give him 100 euros for it now. Do you not see any kind of sinister, serious side to this? A child's toy? Oh, there are. There is, because I have a lot of children myself. But I want to keep it for um, posterity and for, in 50 years' time, to be worth more. I don't think... I won't I... be around, but I'd give him 100 bucks for it now. Barry? No, no. What? You won't. Not even close. Pardon? No. Not even close. A hundred euro wouldn't cut it. Well, what would cut it? I, I'd, I'd prefer not to sell it and give you the money to charity and take a hundred euro for it. You won't take a hundred? I'd phone Neil out to put it up on, 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 on Twitter or something there on okay, eBay or something. Okay, I'll it. watch that and I'll follow it. How high would you go? I'll go to 200. All right, so we're at 200 then. Hold on, I come back after the break. We're at 200. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. All right, is there nothing safe or sacred when it comes to children's toys? The LOL dolls was another one. Uh, you put it in water and it uh, turned into a right surprise. Plunged in water, they're revealed to be wearing stockings, suspenders, fishnet tights, and other types of adult underwear. These are tiny little tiny dolls, you know, they're also made by the same company that made the Dr- the Bratz dolls and, and LOL dolls, the surprise dolls were launched about four years ago and last year they outsold Pokemon, Barbie and Star Wars toys so you have that going on and you have this uh, Barney toy, not everybody sees the uh, the funny side in this incidentally, uh, Joe, good morning How are you? I'm good, what's on your mind? 
I just listened to the conversation there in regards to that doll, the Barney doll, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just think it's absolutely crazy people making bids on this, like, um, as far as I'm concerned, that doll was made by paedophiles, as far as I'm concerned. Well, just talk I mean, me through talk me through your logic there, if you don't mind. Like, the, the, the doll, if you come out singing songs like that, like, that's, that's no mistake, Neil. That's no mistake. Oh no, this Whatever. is not a mistake. Somebody intentionally did that, obviously. Yeah, they changed the audio recording. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and this is what I'm thinking, you know? And no. as I said, these are kids, children's toys. That bidding yeah. on it, bidding on it, is actually bidding on something that's pedophilic. I, well, I personally wouldn't do it, Neil, you know? I yeah. personally wouldn't do yeah. that, you yeah. know? No, I mean, I'm interested in Somebody said, do you actually hear what your conversation is about? You're condoning bidding on a child's toy that suggests paedophilia. I would seriously question that man who would even want to buy it in the first place. Exactly, Neil. Exactly. My thought, exactly. Exactly, yes. What should um, happen with it? I mean, I what should... I mean, what, how, how should Barry handle it? Personally, if it was me, um, have, I have two young kids, Neil, and if it was me, I would be absolutely furious, absolutely furious. I would um, obviously go back to the store, like he, like he said he did. I didn't actually hear where he bought it. Neil. Was, it was it in Cork or was it? Smith's Toys, Kinsale Road. But jeez, like, I mean, Smith's Toys, so I have a lot to answer for, you know? A lot to answer for. Um, do they need to right do they need to push every single button and check every single toy before they put it on the shelf, you're suggesting? I think in, in these days and, and, and times there, Neil, yeah, I do actually, yeah. I, even them LOL dolls, like, you know, my daughter, my six-year-old daughter plays them frequently. Um, I mean, that's unbelievable, Neil, you know. Did you ever put one of them in cold water? I, I did, I did, I did. And no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, so I, I had some sent here to have them checked. And we okay. put them into cold water. And they did all of a sudden reveal... You know, like a transfer. You know the way transfers. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, or like yeah, like a, you know those yeah, photographs, the inst, the instamatic cameras where the photograph develops in front of your eyes. The doll, yeah. the doll plunged in water, um, grows stockings, suspenders, fishnet tights, bras, and underwear. All sorts of stuff like that. What does that say to you, Neil? That it's a we live in a very weird, sinister world. Yeah, a very, very scary, scary warning. And as and, and as I said, I have two young kids, you know, so I've been very, very concerned in, in, in this, like, you know. Um, like, I listened to what the doll said. You can clearly hear what he's saying. Clearly. It's, it's a scary, Neil. It's scary, you know. It's, um, and if I was that bloke, I, I would be going through the courts with this, I suppose, Neil, you know. If Is that right? Would that, you really? Oh, 100%, Neil, 100%. If that was even possible, I don't even, don't even know if that's possible or not. But I would be going forward with this, you know, in a big way. Uh, and as, as you said yourself, Neil, I don't understand people bidding on, on a doll like that. Why do they want to keep a doll like that? Because uh, it's adults who see it as a collector's item. That's the reason for that. They, well, they mustn't have kids, so Neil, can say, you know. They mustn't, um, because sort of thing. If you had small children, you would, you abs- and listen, you know, I've had kids as well, I'd be... I'd be yeah. like a demon if I had that in the house as well, to oh, be quite honest yeah, with you. But listening to this, you know, I mean, like, what's going on? Like, I mean, who's making these toys? Who's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Should there be an investigation, though? In this, are well, we over? Uh, well, if it was me, then as I said, if it was my, um, if I bought it from my toys, yeah. I would, I would demand an investigation into it. I would demand one. 
Although others are saying, like Paul says, I would put it on eBay and get a few hundred quid for it at least. Just then give the money to the children's ward at the Mercy Hospital. Yeah, that would be a nice gesture on eBay. Either, well, either you do or you don't. Barry, I'd say you're more confused than yeah. ever now, are you? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I see, I, I get the point that most people, like, you know, adults might look around and laugh, you know, like, like everyone I saw that, that's been an adult, is laugh, like, but that's not suitable for kids, Neil. And that's what it was built, that's what it was made for. So exactly. I can see where the last yeah. callers coming yeah. from, do you know what I mean? So, like, like it's all right for me, this ended up in my hands. Imagine, imagine this ended up in a three or four year old's hands, you know? Yeah. And especially I this, agree this time, Barry, yeah. you know? You know? The, the times we're living in, like, you know, people, you know? everything going on in the world and all that you know, we, we, this is something that would only be wonderful you know somebody says like, here you know, I bought, toys and stuff you know yeah, oh yeah absolutely with regards to toys I bought kids sand You can you buy sand for kids now yeah yeah, Actually, right, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah I bought a kids sand in a toy shop recently and found a blade in it as a gesture of goodwill the company donated 3,000 euro to Temple Street Hospital says Sarah isn't that extraordinary well, there you go, yeah, definitely. Well, at least, at least that, that, that's a company you're making the fault, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, you hold your hands up there and people make, people make mistakes, like, you know, everyone's making mistakes. We're all human at the end of the day. But, for, like, for me to go to the Otis Smith toys and whatever, I know you're saying they're not responsible, but they sold the toy to me, do you know what I mean? Like, they have to take some, some line of responsibility for this, like. Well, they've said, sorry, as the sorry, toy appears... Sorry, to, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Neil. Go ahead. I was just going to ask Barry, the, the, the manager of the store, where did the actual toy come from? Is it, is it from China or is it... I'm, that, no, I'm not sure, but it, like, as far as I'm concerned, I bought it from Smith, so Smith had to deal with whoever they're yeah, dealing with, but they yeah, have to deal with me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you say that you were going to take it further? Or, like, I did, I mean, I, of course, I knew and dropped yourself. I said I'd be on to meal plan in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're yeah. so busy, it took me until Tuesday to get on to Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> But did like you're not contemplating? Do you have a? Is there a? Do you have a legal leg to stand on or anything? I wonder. I don't know, Neil. Because it's deemed to be it's deemed to be a faulty item for which their obligation is just to replace. Faulty items, no one. There's faulty items. This is not. This this was done on purpose, and it's not like you know. This is this is. I don't know. I don't know. It's a unique situation. Yeah, it's a unique situation. One more time. What you say, Joe? This on purpose. Even the voice changes. It wasn't a mistake. Like, it was done on purpose, like, you know? Yeah, but not by Smith's toys. Oh, no, I wouldn't imagine. By Smith's toys, I hope not. Yeah. But, you know, wherever this this toy was made and put together, this was done on purpose, Neil. Okay. This was no mistake, you know? No, I mean, it definitely was intentional. I want to get some other texts from people who may have had other weird or wacky experiences with toys. Um, There's one here. Actually, hold on. I think it's a call in a minute. Uh, I'm going out to Smith's later and uh, setting off all the Barneys in the hope of finding one myself. Pardon the pun. Um, But (laughs) there may well be a rush on these now. I'd imagine they're all clear now, Neil, They've checked them all, you think? I'd imagine so. The military, the military flagged that to them, I'd imagine. They went out and checked the whole lot of them. Okay, so what are you, what are you going to do next? Thanks, Joe. But what are you going to do next, Barry? I, I don't know, Neil. I don't know. I've been honest. I don't know. I just don't know. It's like, it, 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 like it's a unique situation. I've, I've never been in a situation like this. No one probably has, you know? So, I don't know. Um. Uh, presume there's a batch I'm just looking at text coming in here presume there's a batch number on the doll that can be traced to the factory that it was made in and narrowed down to shift to the shift that it was assembled on and then you know maybe they could track it back like that Uh, that man has a toy that fell into the wrong hands investigations needed into this it's worth a lot more down the road Um, 
he could he could settle for two hundred now, but could get thousands if he went legal. The toy market could do without this, and that's a fact. Um, somebody, Especially with Christmas on the corner as well, you know. Somebody's suggesting that you sue, maybe not Smiths, but the manufacturer. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been advised to look into that as well. Um, are, are you suggesting, Neil, that children... Sorry, the screen keeps moving. Have you? Are you suggesting that children have never heard that word in the house coming out of an adult's mouth before? Somebody's suggesting there that that word is being used by the parents anyway. Ah, but not, yeah, but, yeah, but not in a toy, though. No, no, not, not from something that you expect to be cuddly and fun and purple and bouncy and stuff, you know? We have to check everything now, don't we? Yeah. And there's enough going on with this coronavirus stuff and to check all your toys and check and send and, you know, people are, I don't know. Hang in there. Come back after the break. One eight fifty one zero four one zero six. What do you make of it, guys? Text zero eight six eight one zero four one zero six. A lot of texts on, radio, on this. Right? Yeah, you're on the radio. A lot of texts on this. Just to hold on there a while. Now we just got another couple of calls and stuff. Michael. Hello, Neil. How are you doing? Okay. So he is uh, Barry's child. Is just say just under one. Is it Barry? Yeah, he's one on Thursday. Neil. One on Thursday. Yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Oh. Yeah, I, I look. It just seems to me, I guess, Barry, that you're you're just looking for compensation. I don't know what else you want. Um, Smith to do for you. He's just wondering what other parents think of it in this world that we live in now where, like, particularly our children, you know? Mm. This is yeah, off limits. Child is under one, so obviously completely um, oblivious to what went on. I know I've had, I remember one Christmas there was, um, uh, Santi brought a toy and it wasn't working and I was allowed to bring it back into Smith and they replaced it for me and that was good enough for me. I didn't look for compensation. Ah, uh, yeah, but that, that, that's completely different to a singing toy that says what says what Barney says. Yeah, but but like that's just a faulty toy. For yeah, as this is, um, um, what, what's the compensation for? You know, please compensation. Please hold on, then no, one second. Yeah. One, one second, and only. I, I come on the radio to highlight that a toy's toy is in a, 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 a provocative word or a vulgar word or a swear word, whatever you want to whatever you want to say it. And this fellow's I'm coming under it. I think I'm looking for compensation. Yeah, you I, I never once, you... I, I never once mentioned compensation uh, or anything like that. I'm, no, I'm, he didn't actually. I'm, uh, it's I'm, I'm, it was I suggested. So this fellow's come under it. I think I'm looking for compensation. And and he said like, he said he was given. Someone said it to him, and he's thinking about it. No, he no, said no, other no, people have said it to him. Yeah. And, and, and I said, asked him, was he considering? I asked him, was he considering? He said, I do not know. And no yeah. dealings, I have to say, to be fair, with no dealings yesterday or the day before that Brenda had with Barry at any time did he mention or suggest a legal avenue. Never. But, but, but he said he didn't know, so he's obviously thinking about it. But a lady offered well, him I'm not to thinking about it. He, he, this this fellow knows coming on the radio. He's not, he's not better to be doing. The come on the radio trying to lambast me for... Like he obviously, if you if you has a toy needle who has a broken arm, you bring it back to the shop. That's broken. This is not broken. This is a, this is a, this is something way beyond them, what people deal with before. You know, this is not a normal when situation. When he offered you two hundred euro, Barry, you said that's not even close to how much. I say, what, what, if you listen to what I said, I said what I, I would I would give it to Neil to put it on eBay, and then I would give the money to a choi a choice uh, a choice um, for for getting Chris. Uh, Exactly what he said. He would give. Which is exactly what he said. So you want to listen to the radio and clean out your ears, maybe. 
take it easy. Take but it easy. Me, but like people, people come around and think I'm looking for comp- I'm not looking for no compensation. I'm trying to make a point. Yeah, you're trying to make, yeah, you're trying to make a point. I, listen, it was I suggested the compo, Barry, I asked, or sorry, it's I suggested, Michael, as to whether or not there was a legal avenue here to put manners on the toy industry, not Barry. Yeah, but, but the compensation for what? Well, f- to stop it ever happening again, where it could get into the but hands that's of... That's not compensation, oh. that would be a fine. Mm. But not compensation, I mean... Why, are you, you a know, lawyer? Somebody has to be, uh, pardon? Are you a lawyer? No. So, nor am I. How do we know what avenues you might have? I don't know. But, but what avenue, like, why do you need to take an avenue? Why don't you bring it back to Smith's Toys? They'll replace it, and that's the end of it. He, of here's course, my, let you know what happened, but yeah. that's the end of it. And if it happens again, same thing happens. Bring okay. it back to Smith's Toys, and then it's becoming a regular occurrence. This is some rogue guy working in the factory just for a laugh decided to but say parents need works. to be parents need to be aware of this kind of thing because it's only yeah. it's only a small step to uh, introducing something into a toy that could damage or kill a child for a laugh the word F could kill a child no it's only a small step away from that ah uh, come on come on have come you kids well have you kids I have I have uh, I mean, okay, maybe maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't concern you. Ah, uh, but that of course it concerns me. But that's that's a bit over dramatic. You know, a Barney says the f word, and now we're talking about kids being killed. Come on, Neil. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't dis- I wouldn't dismiss it. A- anything is possible. Should should we stop selling toys? Uh, I'm not saying that. Should certainly be checked before they're sold anyway to make sure this thing doesn't happen again. There's so many thousands of them come in, like they wouldn't have time to be checking them all. This shouldn't have happened. Clearly, it shouldn't have happened. That's what I would have out. Uh, and if it looked like it was a conversation, All right, I apologise if you didn't say it. I picked you up wrong. I apologise for that. Um, but I just don't know what else can be done. Well, I'd love to hear from other people um, and their thoughts on it. I mean, all, all I'm getting now is people, would you play it again so I can record it? <laughs> and, and you know, in one way, well, you're there, doing... there, there is a funny side for that thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's an, if, if, like, an, an, an adult toy. If that was an adult toy, it would be brilliant. Maybe yeah. I'm giving ideas now for adult toys, but I don't know. You know? I think put it on eBay, get a few hundred quid or whatever it is, and, and, and give it to a nice charity and let that be the end of it. And make sure Smith replaces it either way. Yeah. He doesn't and want. It, you, don't, it, you don't want to swap, though, do you? No, but I'm saying, so I'm sure they'll give him one anyway. All right, hold on a second. one 850 text 868 Thomas, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Somebody oh, says yeah. there by text, two grown men fighting over a Barney toy. Well, Neil, I can tell you this now. If, if I was Barry now, straight out, what I would do is this, and he said it from day one, he'd put it, it um, we say, a good cause like that. I'd keep on this, and that, that dollar's going to be worth the fortune going to be worth the fortune because it's a one-off I wonder you know? I mean I wonder oh a million percent a million percent on that uh, Neil because it, it's but should anybody it's hold on to a toy that has F-U-C-K in it though you know I mean I agree with that particularly it, particularly if it's I, particularly if it's being used as a a sexual innuendo connected with children I agree with that totally, Neil. But I've seen that things it? there on American shows. Uh, I know you're aware of it, Porn Stars in in America, right? 
we're in 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 um, complete stamps have gone for so much money, false stuff, right? Have gone for serious money like that. Just leave Barry do it. I mean, he was laughing about it, and I fair play to him. You know what I mean? I, I was laughing about it when I heard it. Because all my kids are... Yeah, but I wouldn't be laughing if I had a small little baby that I loved no, or a one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old and wondering, wondering is that, is, like, do I need to check this toy? Or, like, you... Like, you should... Well, Smith, Smith uh, should, shouldn't... Uh, no, I, I know that, but... Ten I know, but even, I mean, the, even the LOL dolls, apparently some of them, when you put them in water... They, um, you, you said that yeah, they dissolve or something. No, they, no, they they they, they, they kind clothes. of they soup. This clothes comes on them, but one of them actually yeah. um, shackles chains come on the on the little doll's arms. Like another wait, another wait, another wait, little. The way things are going. We're going to be shackled up <laughs> this freshers week. But I, I, I was just saying about the doll. Like if I was Barry, I'd hold on to him. I'll guarantee you, he'll get over a thousand euro for that and give it a good cause. Okay, all right. Appreciate no that. Problem thank, whatsoever. thank you for that. Uh, you, Barry. Aiden says that man with the faulty Barney can take the manufacturer to court. Neil, you should look up the snail in the bottle case where someone found a snail in a soft drink. I don't like people looking for easy money, though, by suing, but the idea of an auction and giving money to charity is a great idea. Um, the snail in the bottle one is, is new to me, but apparently there was the case of the dead snail in ginger beer, um, uh, a mollusk in her drink, and it changed consumer law forever, and it happened back in the 1930s, and apparently it opened the door there for consumer law to change uh, because some woman drank the ginger beer with the snail in it and got gastroenteritis sued the manufacturer uh, the manufacturer was found to have a duty of care I'm just reading the notes here as I'm going through I don't know how much she got but she sued and that changed the world then for people compensate like you know people compensate when they get um, uh, like uh, something in their food or buy packaging and you know it's edible food in the packaging and there's all sorts of creatures inside there they sued and it all started back in the 1930s so is this is this this is serious not silly yeah Text 0868. Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, you're still there, Barry. So this is yeah, serious, yeah. not silly, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I've been asked to play it once more. Why Why am I kind of slow to play it again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it is I'm not slow to it play is, it again because it, people, it, it are at home, people are at home waiting to hear it. Oh, what the heck? I'll play it again. Hold on there. <laughs> So that's it. Um, Somebody says here, it's an issue, for sure it is. There's clearly someone on the production line who is sick and has a sick mind and should be taken off that production line. Let's let's play it by ear, see what people make of it. You certainly have a major mind up, but the aspect of maybe making money for charity hasn't hasn't been ruled out, sure it hasn't? No, no. But like I just said, I'm in a a unique situation. I kind of don't know what to go right, right or left or, you know, yeah. If anyone has any bit of voice to me, I'd appreciate it. Okay, know? my friend. We'll stay in touch. Let's see what people make of it. Text 0868104106. Thanks, Barry. You still have it anyway. Safe and well at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, my God. The trivialization of the main issue here is absolutely shocking. How far down the drain do we go? What if Action Man said the same thing? The LOL dolls. This casual acceptance of this is only a few steps away from what happens too often in this world to children. There you have it. And others then suggesting you shouldn't play it, stop playing it, don't ever play it again. Um, keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. So that was the point actually that Maeve was making. I may have read it out inadvertently. Maeve, good morning. Good 
Uh, good morning, Neil. Hi. Good. Okay. So, is this funny or is it deadly serious? I don't think it's funny at all. I thank think you. it is very serious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I have dogs barking in the background. No, I do actually think it's very serious, and I do think it's actually trivialising what is actually quite a dangerous message. I mean, you know, the words that are used are pretty bad. Uh, you, you know, you wouldn't want your child, whoever gets this toy at Christmas, whatever, to start saying, you know, why won't you f me too? to its uh, granny or its auntie yeah. or its uncle. Yeah. And equally, if it was something like an, an action man toy doll or whatever and says, you know, let me be you, Gigi, or you too, is that acceptable? How no. far, you know, how far must it go for somebody to say, actually, you know what, this isn't right. Now, I don't think it is Smith's toys, the company's um, remit. I mean, obviously, they have to bring the toy back or I, I definitely bring the toy back. And the manufacturer has to be... Um, but I think the fact that people are going on about, oh, sell it, it's going to be worth a fortune. To who? Who are you selling it to? But that's looking at it what? through an adult's mind, you see. It's different. It may be... But is it, well, this is the problem with adults with minds like that. This is where paedophilia comes in. Paedophilia isn't children on children. It's adults on children. So if that's the mindset of somebody. I'd be worried, very worried about it, to be absolutely honest. I just, yesterday, I didn't make that connection, incidentally, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I, do, I do now, listening to people like your good self oh, saying to me. the minute I heard it, the yeah. minute I heard it this morning, I went, oh my God. You know, I just think, that's, that is, you're talking dangerous territory. And I'm sorry, and I don't want to upset or insult anybody who was on your show earlier on, but those people who were bidding over that toy and thinking it was funny, it isn't funny at all. Pedophilia isn't funny. And suggesting in a grooming sort of way to get a toy to almost groom a child. You know, I, I think it's actually beyond sick, to be honest. Mm. So, Do you know, thoughts, are you aware of the LOL dolls? I actually saw it on one of the newspapers. Again, what mind does that? I really, uh, it really does bother me, you know, um... This was not an error, incidentally, with regards to no, the, that's the scary what they part. call the, the dirty dollies. Yeah, this is, this is the actual terrifying part of this. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of sickness out there at the moment, I'm afraid. But, um, yeah, I think they're appalling as well. And I do think this is sort of a, a slowly, slowly, ca- again, casual, I don't know what the term I'm looking for is, but it's just a little bit too accepting in my book. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it quite disturbing, to be honest. Okay, okay, good points. Okay, yeah, okay thank you for that. Cheers. Text 0868 on that one. Uh, I'm not playing it again, lads. No, you can stop asking me. I'm not. I've played it a few times. That's it. Uh, I'm, I mean, I do see the very serious side of this. And for any parent, of course, it is a worry. And, you know, I think the... I think in the society we seem to be living in these days is it flies along at a rate of knots. Um, I think the over-sexualization of children has been evident for quite some time. I mean, you can see it actually in many of the clothing items that you see now that can be bought for children that may not be necessarily age-appropriate. And now what we're seeing is that the toys don't seem to be always appropriate either. May well go back to Smiths again and ask them, you know, what is the next stage in the chain of reporting uh, that they need to make with regards to this toy or the manufacturer or tracing it back to the factory and what have you. Um, but there's a lot of text on it and many people get involved. Let me just have a look at some of those. Uh, that man with the ball- faulty barney can take the manufacturer to court. Uh, my sister bought a singing cow and it used to always sound like as if it was singing, I'm an effing cow. Uh, we thought it was brilliant. It, it, I think it's just as the batteries go. <laughs> well, this is a funny one. <laughs> 
So the song changes as the batteries drain. Uh, just listening, I had a doll when I was small. Used to crawl and talk. I'm now 33 and someone in the factory had made the doll say, effing mama. So when we opened it Christmas morning, we found this out. I was only about four at the time. This is nearly 30 years ago. Obviously, it was someone in the factory playing a joke. But I agree with callers. It's not for children. Not funny for them. If I was him, uh, Barry, I'd contact the manufacturer of the toy by email or on their social media platform. It's a disgrace. Now I find it hilarious listening to it for sure, but definitely wouldn't find it funny if my three-year-old got it as a present. Morning, says Donna. If Barry goes the legal route, it would punish the toy company manufacturer and whatever compensation he's awarded, he could put part or all of it to charity. Uh, Morning, I would not sell that on eBay as it would get into the hands of paedophiles who would use it for grooming. That's obviously uh, what it's designed for. Uh, I'm not so sure that whoever played this prank or thought it was funny actually had paedophilia in mind. But of course, people are making that connection and probably rightly so. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.